Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I am about as unprepared for an intro as I have ever been. I just finished recording a wonderful Masters of the Universe-themed episode with Mr. Bo Brown. That will be next week's episode of the podcast. This week's episode is the history of DC Universe Classics with our head of research, Ryan Schweck. I am very excited about this episode. We did... uh, Obviously, the research is mostly just our personal collections of these figures, but we discuss the entire line uh, that does not include superheroes, although we touch on superheroes, and that does not include Club Infinite Earths, which will be its own episode or possibly mini-cast at some point in the future. I, I really have enjoyed recording these last two episodes, and under I'm under a weird time crunch right now because... My job, which is infrastructure, which means right now I have a tier one pass to be on the roads. Even if there is a complete lockdown, uh, I have a pass to go into work. My job will not go away. As go away, uh, as I have been telling people, up to and potentially beyond the point where a Morton Trump is controlling the oil and the water in America, my job will still exist. So. Uh, that's something that I gotta admit I'm happy about. I don't often have the best things in the world to say about my job, but it is secure, it is steady, and barring apocalypse, it, it's not going anywhere. So... Uh, that is something that I'm very thankful for. Uh, the work schedule right now is rough. In order to attempt to eliminate the possibility of contagion as much as possible, they have split my work group into two. One of us is working from one location. One of uh, one group is working from another. Or I guess two groups are at one location. Two groups are at another. And we're minimizing contact as much as possible. And that means that we are working five days on and five days off. And now while that may seem great to those of you who work the Monday through Friday jobs, these are five 12-hour shifts. Uh, I just came off of five 12-hour overnight shifts. And again, while I'm grateful for my job, it was hell. Uh, I'm not a big fan of night shifts. And five in a row for 12 hours is extremely difficult but now I've got my five days off Uh, I've been able to spend some time with the family I've been able to get a couple of things done today some great toys came in the mail today the the mail that we had to disinfect and uh, boil in hand sanitizer or whatever it is you're supposed to do I got the Halloween 3 trick-or-treaters 3-pack by NACA uh, that one, I'm not sure if there'll be an unboxing, but I'm certainly going to put some pictures up on Instagram. So please follow Phantom Troublemaker and Needless Things Podcast on Instagram. It's an incredible set, and I lucked out because NACA 
put up a very limited supply on Amazon and on eBay for what I think was significantly less than the MSRP on these things. Uh, so ordering them from Amazon, having them shipped was still a bit less than what I think the MSRP is. But anyway, I've got them in my hands now and we have upstairs in the living room, a, an art poster based on the silver shamrock giveaway from Halloween three surrounded by the trick or treat studios, Halloween three masks. So I'm hoping to work these figures into that somehow, maybe make a little diorama and put it inside a case or something like that. We'll, we'll see what I can come up with, but these, they look incredible, like even better than I expected in hand. And they have alternate heads with the, uh, bugs and stuff coming out of the masks. They're, they're great. And then the other thing that came that I have not unboxed yet, but I will be recording and unboxing imminently, the Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe Classified, the very first ever 112th scale or 6-inch or whatever you want to call it, G.I. Joe action figure. Uh, it is here, and I cannot wait to open this thing. But I've had to wait because I, I had to record a podcast, and I have to now put together this week's episode for you guys. So Snake Eyes is two feet away from me just waiting to be opened up and and for me to find out how great or not so great he is uh other news honestly there there's just not much to report things are rough all over people are out of work it's bad bad times this is this is one of the worst scenarios america has seen and I say that not necessarily even about what's going on currently, but about the impact that's going to hit this country for years to come uh, economically. Uh, very concerned about my friends and loved ones that work in the movie business uh, that have no work right now, that have no income right now. Uh, I'm very concerned about our government full of shitbags not passing this uh, stimulus or relief package, whatever you want to call it, uh, that these pieces of garbage and, and look i i'm sorry to get political here but i think this is a time for it uh that these pieces of garbage can go home for the day without having found a resolution to get who knows how many americans some form of financial relief uh it's it's pretty disgusting and i hope that when november comes around we're able to vote and i hope that when november comes around people really do make a change this time but i don't know if it'll happen or not uh and that's that's as much as i want to get political let's let's talk some more about uh, a little, little pop culture a little what we're we're here to talk about i have been staying on track with my podcasts because of you know still driving into work so i still get in my podcast time uh, uh jim Cornette is a delight if you're easily offended maybe he's not for you if you can't handle somebody who speaks very harshly about some of your dearly held beliefs maybe he's not for you but i think he's hilarious and entertaining and yes over the top sometimes but i'm getting a kick out of his show i've just started listening to corny's drive through and he's got another show called the jim Cornette experience that i have not listened to yet uh, just because there's so many episodes of Corny's drive through available. And when you add that to the New Day show and the Major Wrestling Figure podcast and uh, other things I listen to here and there, 
uh, double-edged double bill, seeking human victims. Uh, there's just a lot of podcasts out there. And even though I'm working more than I want, there's only so much commute time every week. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope you guys are doing okay. I know not everybody is. Uh, I am, I am fortunate. I am, I will throw this word out there. I am blessed to have made the choices that I have made that, you know, my family is, is secure. We're okay. Uh, we're sequestering ourselves as best as possible so that we can stay healthy. Uh, and then we do have continued income and we can, we can take care of ourselves. Um, you know, I, I, I feel really good about where we're at and I feel really horrible about where a lot of other people are at. And I hope, you know, in having to go out and drive around, I see that, that lots of people are still out there and and I hope that this is being taken as seriously as it should be taken. Um, and I hope that we can get this locked down. I hope that we can get these cases, these numbers, uh, down and get things back to normal, at least by the summer. Uh, I don't think by the end of April, uh, I think April is going to be rough. I think it's going to be really rough. Uh, but maybe by May, things can start getting back to normal. We'll see. A lot of conventions have been canceled, and I think that really sucks. Toylanta didn't happen this year. Uh, I'm concerned about the Augusta Toy and Comic Convention that me and Phantom Jr. loved so much last year. I don't know what's going to go on with it. They're still promoting uh, they're still behaving as though it's going to go on, and boy, I sure hope it does. I hope by the end of June, when that show happens, that we're we're all like sort of sighing in relief at the memory of of this shitty March and and probably very shitty April. And I hope that things are well on their way to being back to normal. But I don't know. It's going to depend on how responsible people can be, uh, on how much we can look out for everyone else by which I mean stay the fuck away from them uh, I don't know it's rough times you guys and I hope next week I feel a little better about it and the week after that I feel a little better and then by the time convention season is, is supposed to be in full swing that we're all able to go out and hang out again and everything's cool uh, I hope that by Dragon Con I, I've got my panels planned and everything is good to go and, and hopefully we'll have a release of Troublemaker uh, that we can make a big deal out of. We'll we'll see. Uh, but until then, everybody be careful. Everybody be safe. Everybody wash your freaking hands, for goodness sake. Uh, and just be nice. Be nice to the people who are out there having to work. Be nice to the people in the restaurants. Be nice to the people in, in Target and Walmart. Yes, even the people in Walmart uh, and Walgreens. I, I went to Walgreens today. Uh, hoping to find some hand sanitizer and some some hand wipes. And the lady was so nice and so great. They sold me. She said, we've got it. I can only sell you one. I said, that's fine. That's all I need. I just, I just need the one to have in the car because I have to leave the house and I have to get stuff for work. So I, I want to have one for the car. And uh, just, just be nice. Everybody's having a rough time right now. It's not the time for anybody to be a douchebag. Uh, so on that note... I hope that you're able to sit back, relax, and have some fun with me and our head of research, Ryan Schweck, as we talk about the history of Mattel's DC Universe Classics action figure line.
Head of Research, Ryan Schweck. How are you doing? I am doing great. All sequestered in my home. Haven't been to work in quite a while, so glad to be talking to someone that's not my family. (laughs) Well, the, the social distancing hurts. Uh, but but I unfortunately my job is considered uh, essential or vital or some other shit. But anyway, I've been going into work. My life has changed very little, except I don't get to see people anymore, other than people I work with, which is not the best. Yeah, I do find it funny. I go to stores, you know, to get food or whatever, and everybody's rushing towards the toilet paper line, and I'm heading straight for the action figure line because I figure with all these shipments, maybe we'll see some more stuff come out. Well, speaking of that, I got the whole black widow wave uh and the the target exclusive figure well i guess it's not target exclusive because you could get it on hasbro pulse uh but like the deluxe natasha oh yeah with all the effects and stuff i found all that in target yesterday just sitting there so that was that was nice that's the biggest find i've had in a while nice uh but today we're not going to talk about marvel figures Today, we're going to do an episode that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. There just hasn't been... uh, There hadn't been a spot to slot it into. Like, it hadn't felt like the time is quite right. But now that everybody's holed up, uh, possibly going through their old collections, maybe filling in some holes on eBay, um, and, and just sort of taking stock of everything that's at home. Because in general, you know, we live our lives, and while we love our collections, we we don't see them you know really get to sit down and spend time with them anymore and yeah. now that we're sequestered it's a good opportunity to take stock and, and figure out what you've got what you need maybe what you don't need so today you and i are finally going to take a look at the history of mattel's dc universe classics action figure line I tell you, I'm I'm sitting in front of mine right now because it takes up like when you when you sit in my basement area where like you know the movie theater is and all that. That's what surrounds the screen. So there's just hundreds of them, and it is still just an amazing looking line. I I agree with you. In retrospect, I love it more now than I did while I was collecting it. Uh, because with the distribution problems that that are still ongoing today with mattel uh and some of the quality control issues and just uh uh, you know the issues we had that we'll discuss as we go through these waves i think i didn't enjoy collecting it as much as i enjoy having it right especially now knowing that it's done and we don't have to worry about it anymore right (laughs) Or at least, well, we'll get to that as well because there are a few pieces I still need because I didn't, I didn't jump on this one as as soon as you and Jay did, uh, and and definitely was cherry picking. And there are a few holes that I I need to fill in, but we'll we'll get to that. But before we get to the actual DC Universe classics, what do we got to talk about? Oh, DC superheroes, DC superheroes, which. When that started, I thought I was going to be all in on. Do you remember those hidden pegs? Oh, yeah. Um, we saw them in was, Toy Fair first, right? Right. Yeah, it was a Toy Fair announced line. Uh, hit a little bit after Marvel Legends got going. Um, the early ones, you know, there's some there's some quality control with the early wave. Um, 
some plastic problems. And some of the distribution on superheroes was not near as good as it later happened when Universe started. Um, Which is saying the, something. Yeah, some of the figures are still extremely hard to find. Well, I'm looking at figures right now because we've. If, if you want to follow along at home, we're looking at itsalltrue.net, which is a great source of checklists, particularly for Mattel lines. Uh, and there are figures here that I didn't even remember or maybe never saw. Yeah, there were definitely some in that wave. I don't think I ever saw. I never saw Bruce Wayne. I never saw Clark Kent. No. Um, some of the two packs were a little bit harder to find. Uh, the Batman and Bizarro, they were in a lot of places. I remember the Bane that uh, came with the, how do I say, the Aceto, the teddy bear. Yeah. Um, that was really hard to find, I remember back then. See, I had the regular Bane, but I wasn't even aware of the one that came with Osito or this camo Bane that I'm looking at here. Yeah, I'm looking at that too. I never have seen that one either. So it's it's an interesting line. Uh, some of the highlights for me uh, are the Bat Family, uh, the Batgirl, the Barbara Gordon Batgirl and the Cassandra Cain Batgirl are both great. And uh, the Cassandra Cain was never revisited in classics, I don't think. No, it wasn't. Not even in a two-pack, as some of these other ones were. No. Uh, and that's why we do have... To, I, I did want to cover this a little bit, because there are a couple of characters here that weren't revisited or didn't really see satisfactory re-releases over the course of DC Universe Classics. Uh, this, The Batman that came out, the one that is almost colored like a Norm Brayfogle-style Batman. It's got a lot of washes. It's got a big, giant utility belt. That It's got the treads uh, on his boots. That's one of my favorite Batman figures of all time. Yeah, I really like that one, too. And, you know, there were some hit-misses in that line. I really... I got it, but the Brainiac is awful. Like, it's not the Brainiac anybody wanted. And that's another one. They never went back to Brainiac. Um the Scarecrow doesn't quite fit in. The Scarecrow has always felt like it was part of a different toy line. Well, and a lot uh, of these don't have that. And that's one of the great things about the Classics line is that uniformity of them all being designed by the Four Horsemen, which these were as well, but I don't think they quite had a mission statement yet with this line. Right. But yeah, some of these have weird, like, Parasite and Scarecrow and Bizarro have weird poses built into the bodies Mm -hmm. that make them not fit with the classics line. Yeah. And, you know, I have them. They're still on the shelf with everybody else, but you know, they, they stick out a little bit. Yes. They, they stand out like, and and, well, okay. Some of them lay out like scarecrow. Who's very difficult to get to stand up. Yeah. Uh, but we did get, uh, Catwoman was re- repainted and re-released as part of a Gotham City box set that we'll talk about when we get to it. Uh, Two-Face also was in that set with a completely different color scheme. Uh, and then Mr. Freeze, which I love this Mr. Freeze figure, but it doesn't really feel like a DC Universe Classics Mr. Freeze to me for some reason. It doesn't. It's... <sighs> It's almost like an extreme toy they were putting out, you yeah. know, where they exaggerated. And I want to say the first one, and I can't remember, and I can't see from here, but I think it had some sort of action feature, too. Yeah, um, it has um, the backpack. Does it shoot water? Yeah, I think the backpack squirts water. Yeah, and some of those in this line do. The Joker came with, like, a big gun thing that did some action stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of like they saw Marvel Legends hitting and decided, all right, well, we need to get on this. What can we put out right now? And well, so they shot a bunch of this out. And at the time, with the sculpts and the paint jobs on these, they, they to me, seemed far superior to Marvel Legends that were available back then. This was 2007, maybe? Uh, DC Superheroes, yeah, it was about 2007, 2006, Because 2008 was the first wave of actual classics. Right. Yeah. Um, there's... 13 that are included that they consider, I guess, part of the line. Um, and those are the ones most people were able to find. And then the other DC superhero toys, the ones they kind of just like snuck in there, which has always been really interesting. But uh, yeah, several of these we'll, we'll be talking about as we go through the actual classics line because they did get re-released as part of box sets or two packs or one form or another. Uh, there are a couple of these, like this dark side. I've got the the standard paint job dark side, that is my dark side because I never got to build a figure, which is really weird. And I'm curious about your memory of these build a figures because there's some that I just can't fathom why I didn't finish. But we'll we'll talk about that because yeah. now it is time to actually move on to the well, official. Oh wait, what do you got? And I will say as we go through these, I have all of them. I have every DC. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Now, what about classics? Uh, I mean, let's see. I mean, classics. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. The ones we're about to do, I have all of them, oh, except for some of like that. We'll talk about like the movie waves and yeah. some of the ones where they went off script and kind of did uh, artist specific, storyline specific. I don't have those, but the main comic lines, I have all of them. Wow, that's amazing. I. Definitely do not. Uh, all right, so we will wrap up DC Superheroes. Uh, it's, it's worth take, taking a look at for the listeners, but not technically part of the line. And, and, and when you go and look at these, you'll you'll sort of see why. Uh, and that brings us to 2008, the official launch of DC Universe Classics from Mattel, uh, available at Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, like all of your major retail locations. And... This first year, we got six waves of figures, as well as four two-packs that were Toys R Us exclusives, and a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that I'm kicking myself for not having. But let's start with Wave 1, which I gotta say, right off the bat, made an interesting statement about what this line was gonna be. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Wave 1, the Batman, Penguin, Edergon... Um, Orion and Red Tornado, they definitely could have gone extremely, you know, Superman hit the heavy hitters, but I think they showed pretty early they were going to dig deep on this one and had a long-term plan. Um, you know, Metamorpho, he's not the greatest build-a-figure in the world. Uh, he, you know, is plagued by weak joints, but overall, like, Wave 1 is great. Yeah, it's interesting. To, I don't think today you would ever see a company starting with Etrigan Orion and Red Tornado and a Metamorpho Build-A-Figure. Yeah. Like, that just wouldn't happen, which is crazy, because this was only 12 years ago, and it doesn't seem like... Like, obviously, we know the toy industry has gone through a tremendous amount of change since then, but 
this really shows just how much change there has been with the death of Toys R Us, with the the cost of manufacturing going up, with the selection within lines going down to main characters. Like if you look at the Star Wars line now, uh, you you don't see any Etrigans or Red Tornadoes in the Star Wars line. You just don't. You or their equivalents. Like there's no where's Hammerhead now? He's gone. They don't make guys like that anymore. And it's it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But uh we go back and we look at this line and we see these these uh you know, whatever you think about Red Tornado, it's pretty cool that the people who love him are able to get a figure of him in this first wave. Uh I've out of this one I got the Batman because I, I collect Batman's but the rest of the wave at the time, to me, didn't really interest me. That penguin was a little too super powersy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I passed on him. Etrigan, I had, at the, at the time, DC Collectibles was still a big part of what I was actively collecting. And I had their Etrigan, so I didn't see it ne- necessary to get this one. Uh, and then Orion and Red Tornado just aren't characters I, I needed to have on my shelf. So really, all I have from this wave is that Batman. And and to this day, I, I, I'd like to have Etrigan. But other than that, I'm pretty good to go on this one. Yeah, nobody likes Red Tornado. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, and then Wave 2 uh, also featured an interesting selection of characters. Uh, a great build-a-figure in Gorilla Grodd. And introduced what would be a hallmark of the line and a source of great joy and great frustration in variants and holy shit there are three variants in this one wave yeah and that became the norm um i never had much problems finding variants i remember from this wave it took me a while to find jason uh firestorm 2 uh but i ended up finding him eventually there were very few figures in this line I had to buy off the internet, which is nice. Um, you know, this wave got it got the Harley figure. Uh, the first production of Harley was notorious for having a blue face, uh, something in the paint or whatever. They just couldn't get her face white, um, and they corrected that in a later run of it. But I definitely have a blue faced Harley. Yeah, I. Uh, in this wave, which we have uh, Aquaman and a variant that on this says clone. What is the deal with that? I, you know, I was looking at that. I don't know. I just always refer to it as mullet Aquaman. Yeah, he's um, got instead of the green glove, like you have a, a, a pretty much a comic book accurate Aquaman. And then you've got the variant has big gold uh, armbands and a mullet. So uh, listeners, if you want to explain to us what's going on there. Go yeah, I'm looking at my variant now, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, Black Manta, which is a great figure, I think. Oh yeah, and he still looks great. Uh, and then, as you said, Harley, and then Superman Red and Superman Blue, Ugh. which I don't care about, but I think they did a good job with them. And I know a lot of people who love that run of Superman. They do. I don't get it. But... Yeah, that's like a thing. And then, uh, as you said, Firestorm, two different versions of Firestorm, a classic version, and then a, a modern version that's uh, Jason. Uh, and then the Grodd figure, which is nice and huge and chunky and, and just a great, great-looking gorilla. Yeah, he really is. Uh, this this wave, uh, I don't have anybody. No, wait, I take it back. I've got uh, classic Firestorm, 
over there. Wow, you don't even have Harley? Uh, no, well, okay. I didn't buy this Harley because I didn't like how she looked. And I don't know that I can necessarily say it was the blue face, but I just didn't... I didn't like the look of the figure. So, and we'll, I'll go ahead and jump ahead to this because we'll, we'll get to it. But I, I had the Mad Love 2-pack, mm-hmm. which has basically the corrected version of this Harley. Right. And it got to the point where it was selling for like 200 bucks on eBay. So I sold it. Because, again, I had several DC Collectibles Harley Quinns, and I didn't feel it was necessary to have one that I didn't really like to go with this line. But now I wish I had one just to complete, you know, that. Yeah. So... That that's a big miss for me because now I'm sure any versions of her are very expensive. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Because I think that was the only other reissue they did of her was in that box set. Uh, correct. Uh, so wave three hit in August, and this was a very good wave, uh, and one that I'm really kicking myself for because the build a figure Solomon Grundy, which is one of my like grails for my toy collection now. I want that Solomon Grundy so bad and can't believe I don't have it. Uh, the rest and the wave to build him consisted of Hal Jordan, uh, Sinestro in both his original blue costume and his Sinestro core costume. And I, I want you to elaborate on those uh, in a minute here. Uh, Nightwing, a Tim Drake, I guess you'd call it a modern Robin. Mm-hmm. And uh, two different versions of Deathstroke, one masked, one unmasked. And uh, it's a, this is a strong wave, but tell me about the Sinestro, because I seem to remember there were some issues with this thing. I'm trying to remember back. This was, I do know, this was the wave where we started to have issue with the plastic. Um, early waves of DC Universe, the casting of the darker plastic created a film on the figure. And so, early Nightwing, Sinestro, um, I can't remember if Manus got it too, but early figures would get a white like film over them when the plastic was secreting something in the process, and they well, changed it later. There's still a ton on my shelf, because I was looking at them before we started recording, and there are a bunch that have developed that residue since I put them up on the shelf. Like, I, I need to take some of these down and give them a good fig bath. Yeah, they... uh they get it. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened with Sinestro. Uh, wasn't he too short or something? He, yeah, that's what it is. Everybody okay. don't like how short he is. Yeah, he's short. Really, the variants, they don't have it listed as a 50-50 on here. Um, but I remember both of them weren't hard to find. The Slade Deathstroke was a pretty decent chase figure. Like, they didn't put a whole lot out of him. It was pretty hard to find at times. But um, overall, I mean, Slade or Deathstroke, whichever, was an amazing figure. Like, the textures on it are great. It came with tons of weapons. Just overall, wonderful. Let's see here. Uh, and I really like that Robin as well, because he's shorter. He al- he almost might be too short. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of me walking to my shelf and looking at it. <laughs> uh, you know, he's actually a pretty decent size. He's a little bit bigger than the Damien that came out later. Um, he stands a little bit about to the shoulder of Batman. Okay, so that's it, pretty good. It looks though. all right. Oh, um, look at that white film on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and he came out in a two-pack later on. 
and I think, and, and we'll we'll get to this, you know, uh, once we hit it. Was Deathstroke in a two pack? I want to say he was later. I think so. We'll we'll get there because I have a Deathstroke, but I didn't. Th- oh, you know what though? I think I've got a Grundy arm in my parts box, so that's probably that. That's exactly what that is. So I grabbed the Deathstroke just because it was such an amazing looking figure. Uh, moving on to September, and look at this. Look at the months that these were released. We've got January, March, August, September, November, December. That's crazy for all those waves to be hitting that close together throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, that, that is a bounty of figures. Uh, wave 4, where they really dove into the variants on this one. They sure did. Uh, we have the Despero Build-A-Figure. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, I keep saying Build-A-Figure. These are Collect and Connect figures. Oh, right, trademark. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Tra- trademark Toy Guru. Uh, this, I have no use for most of this wave, although I ended up with a couple of them. Uh, and we got Wonder Woman. The variant was Artemis, which I think is very cool. Uh, it doesn't say it's a 50-50 variant. It wasn't. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've never seen an Artemis in person. You can come around to my house and see her. <laughs> <laughs> I found her randomly at a Target one day. I remember that, like, flipping through, and I was like, eh, Wonder Woman, whoa, that's not Wonder Woman. Pulled that one out. Uh, let's see, and we have Ares. Great figure. Looks, looks wonderful big. on the shelf. He is. He's bigger. He's... The plastic, the blue, shiny kind of armor okay. looks really good. Uh, uh, we got a Batman Beyond, masked and unmasked. Yeah, he was too built. Like, he was built on the superhero body. He should have been a lot skinnier and didn't have the wings, which pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, that, that one looks like a miss to me. Uh, and then Cyborg, which uh, we, we have Cyborg and Sonic Arm Cyborg, which... Uh, you know, come on, just make that a part you swap out. Yeah, I skipped that. Uh, but but I ended up getting that cyborg later on clearance, and I really like it. I think it's a pretty solid yeah. figure. It's a good figure. Didn't need the variant of it, though. No, no, not at all. Uh, and then Captain Adam. Now, explain this variant to me. I don't I don't get this. So that's the Kingdom Come variant. Oh. Um, drove me absolutely nuts, because I had the variant. I had the rest of the wave, and I had the variant. It took me forever to find regular Captain Adam. Um, I, th- I feel like I remember that variant just warming pegs. It did. And, you know, but I eventually found him. The Despero figure, he's really good. He's big. Um, you know, if if he's a character you know and like, you know, he's a pretty big Justice League villain. It was good to have him early on. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. He's just not anybody I was particularly interested in. So I, looking looking at this wave, I don't really have any regrets about it. Uh, then November, we get wave five, and I, I think this was the first major uh, fan outcry over the line. Ugh, it was a, such a pain. Because the the worst words a toy collector can see in relation to an action figure line are what? Walmart exclusive. Fuck Walmart. They're the worst retailer on the planet. I just want to establish that if if you haven't ever listened to this show before. Uh, and, and tell me about this wave. It, it was 
really poorly distributed. Um, Walmart's for getting like one case, like one wave per store. Um, I'll tell you, the Metallo Connect figure is a piece of shit. Um, it's well, it really... looks like it. I don't see how it could even stand up. So it can stand, but it's really fragile. And it breaks at the joints really easy, especially those little arm joints on the forearm or on the bicep, I mean. Um, well, the hips so, I mean, look like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, mine stands, but I definitely have one arm broken off because he fell over and just snapped. Um, I was able to get the whole wave one day at Walmart. I don't know how I found it. Um, but what sucked about it is, like, for people that want this, you know, you had your – they would release another Riddler later, but, I mean, Black Lightning, Adam, and Amazo, which are – pretty big characters yeah were released in a wave that most people couldn't find um it was just a big mess up and you know of course the internet did not take kindly to it <laughs> well that's that's kind of the job of the internet isn't it <laughs> um, I, I will say i don't the the metallo that that version of metallo is not one i would ever necessarily want no. um I, I mean i like the design but it's very clearly a fragile action figure that I wouldn't want to own for worry of exactly what you just said. Uh, but the five figures in the wave for my personal taste are great. Like that's a great wave. Yeah. Yeah. They're all really nice. Like it's just a shame. That's how they got put out. Uh, and then moving on, we get to what a weird wave this one is because I feel like I remember half of these warming pegs forever. And Half of them you couldn't even find. Yep. Uh, this is Wave 6, hit in December, uh, with an incredible Calabac build-a-figure that I, I need some parts for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Wave itself is the legendary Mullet Superman, the variant of the Regeneration Suit Superman, uh, Mr. Miracle, Hawkman, Captain Marvel, or Shazam, if you will, Doctor Impossible, and Killer Moth, which, what a commitment to the Silver Age by putting out Killer Moth looking like that. And he is a great figure. He is at the front of my shelf I'm looking at right now, because I like him so much. And he warmed the heck out of some pegs. He sure did. Uh, what Probably one of the easiest, at, at the time, one of the easiest to find figures, because you never walked in anywhere without there being a few killer moths hanging there. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this wave overall? Uh, it was good. You know, Doctor Impossible was one of the first ones they did that was really storyline-specific. Um he looks really good. I I seem to remember uh, him warming pegs, too. He did, because, you know, he was definitely one that you had to have read that story to want a Doctor Impossible. Um, but like you said, the Calabac Build-A-Figure is great. They did a really good job of making him... They could have made him taller than he was, which would have messed it up, but he's real, you know, bulky. He's real squat, yeah, which yeah. is nice. Um, and this kind of starts where they lean heavy into the Super Friends, and you'll see it later in the wave, but the Four Horsemen really like all the Kirby stuff. Um, and that comes out more and more as the line grows. Well, they, I mean, they were 100% determined to finish that Superpowers collection. Yep. Uh, that that was even the, 
well, we'll we'll get there. But the line was basically dead, and they said, "Fuck it, we're making these anyway." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, let's see. I still out of this one. Uh, I need a Mister Miracle. That, uh-huh. That's a weird omission, and I don't. I don't know that I remember seeing him in stores that much, but I I don't know why I wouldn't have bought him at some point. Uh, I have a Hawkman from the two pack that they put out. Oh, I forgot they released him and Hawkgirl on the two pack, right? Um, I will get there. I can't remember exactly what it was because they did that Hawkgirl Gentleman Ghost two pack. Oh, that's what it was. And then Hawkman, I think, was in something else. I don't know. We'll we'll get there. Uh, maybe I bought the single Hawkman. I'm not sure, but I also need a Captain Marvel, hmm. which is a weird hole to have because he also saw a re-release. He did. Uh, and then uh, we mentioned the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Lobo, which, if I remember correctly, was one of the many impossible-to-get SDCC exclusives. Impossible, unless you're head of research, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this about the Lobo figure. He's great. He's one of the... Why well, is he the only one? I'm looking. He's one of the only ones I still have two in the package still. Um... He looks wonderful. He's got, you know, some metal kind of back metal chains, um, has a stand. You know, Mutt looks wonderful. The only problem is, is he's a little too big. That's what I've Um, heard, which he's got to be really big to be too big because Lobo should be big. Yeah, he. you look at it and it looks like he's just scaled up a little too much. Um but oh, he's not, he's not like Swamp Thing big, is he? Uh, or Swamp Thing. Because Swamp yeah, Thing's he's, fucking giant. He's about the size of Swamp Thing. Whoa, okay, that's way too big. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> real big. Um, But he's an amazing figure. Like, I'm so glad I have him. And maybe one day I'll open him. There are very few things I don't open, but he is one of them. <laughs> oh, wow, so you don't have a loose one at all? I do not. Ooh, interesting. Uh, okay, so... Uh, we also have this year four Toys R Us exclusive. How I miss those because Toys R Us exclusives were very rarely difficult to get. Like you had to be on point to get them, but it never felt like they just never showed up at the store. Yeah, the out of these four, uh, Hal Jordan, Abram, Sir, Mongol, and Cyborg Superman, Azrael, and Batgirl, those were really available. Light Ray and Orion were his more difficult. And Light Ray, um, this was his only release, wasn't it? It is. That's the only way you can get Light Ray. Mm. So that was a little bit of a pain. You know, the Mongol, he's undersized. He should have been a little bigger. Um, well, he was a leftover from the superheroes yeah. line. Yeah, and the rest of them, they're fine. You know, nothing too exciting about those two packs. But like I said, they were Toys R Us, so they weren't too hard to find. And at that time, not incredibly expensive, as opposed to now, where these would be like 50 bucks. Right. Let's talk about the pricing on these. When this first started, I mean, these were, what, nine ninety nine, right? Nine ninety nine was the starting price. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was nine ninety nine or seven ninety nine, But, yeah, so they were nine ninety nine. which at the time, we were like, it's a little pricey. Yeah. Uh, and then these two packs were probably nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Which is I crazy because that's how much we pay for one figure now. Oh, yeah. Uh okay, so that covers the first six waves. Let's move on to two thousand nine and a really huge year for uh for this line. The, this is where it really got its hooks into me. Yeah. 
This um, is the best year they did. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be. This is the height of the line. Um, Wave 7, which hit in January and, and through February. Big wave, important wave. Adam Smasher's the Build-A-Figure, which for me is a weird choice because... I don't know, he just doesn't seem to fit with the rest of the wave at all. And they didn't always theme them in any way, but he just seemed odd to me. Mm-hmm. But then the wave itself, you have Flash and Captain Cold, great. Uh, Big Barda with her helmet on and with her helmet off. Blue Beetle, an 80s Aquaman, which is yeah. a really interesting choice. Aqua Camo on her <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Booster Gold... That you'll we'll, we'll we'll get into some of the details sure. on these in a second, uh, and then Kid Flash, the the Wally West Kid Flash. Now, with with these, obviously, Flash, Captain Cold are great. I don't think they could have been better. Yeah, I you know Kid Flash. There's something weird about his plastic. And uh, I don't know. He's just kind of that kind of flat where the rest of them are kind of shiny, which made him kind of weird. Um, Barda is an amazing figure. She's one of the best in the line. And she's big. They made her big. Yep. The textures on her, like, they really went all out in the sculpting on them. I'm looking. Um, I'm trying to... I can't remember if I have the one with the helmet. Yeah, I've got the one with the helmet. That's the one yeah. I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I've got helmet on. Um, you know, Booster Gold... Booster was the best because they released, you know, the two, uh, the classic that had the collar and then the more modern streamlined costume. Uh, But one of my favorite things they did was all through announcing the figure and Toy Fair and everything, they never showed that Skeets opened up. Um, Oh, People didn't know until you got him that Skeets opened up and has Mr. Mind inside, which was amazing. Um, well, and that was that, one of the things that, um, you know, the Horseman and Scott Knightlick, or Toy Guru, they tried to do stuff like that when they could, keep little mm-hmm. secrets. Yeah. I, you know, that, and they did it pretty quick, because, you know, that, you know, Mr. Mind being in Skeets was from 52, which was the weekly series that had come out and had done really well, and it's an amazing series. I highly recommend it. Um but it was not long after that the figure came out, and so it was really timely. It you know, uh, it's one of my favorite things they ever did in the line. Um, and then releasing Booster and Blue Beetle at the same time was also really great because you got both of them at once. You had blue and gold. Yeah, the, I got the uh, the two pack that they did. I think it was a Maddie Collector offering. Mm. Um, we'll we'll get to those in a little bit here. But this this is just a, this is a very solid wave, a great way to start the year. Yeah. Uh, April through July saw the release of Wave 8. And I think this was another one that sparked some controversy. Uh, yeah. Giganta's the Build-A-Figure. But were some of these short-packed? I, I feel like there were a lot of problems with this wave. I don't know if they were necessarily short-packed, but Gentleman Ghost, out of the entire series, was probably the hardest figure to find on store shelves. Like, out of the entire Classics line. Yeah. Yeah. Gentleman Ghost, you know, and there's a reason. He is unbelievable. Um, And they re-released him later, and he's a little different in the re-release. But 
and he's an amazing figure. Hawk Girl was also extremely difficult to find. Um, and I don't know if they were short packed because of the variants. You know, there's two variants in this wave. Vigilante peg warmed for a long time. Um, yeah, it, it caused that gentleman ghost caused a lot of issues. And so even with the re-release though, which is a shame, you know, he got put out. They, those two got put out in that two pack and that's why. Right. But they didn't have the Giganta parts. Right, and right. And it was talked about for a long time. And the Four Horsemen even answered some questions that it was looked at about including their pieces in that two-pack. Because there's a lot of people who are missing. You don't necessarily need Hawkgirl because she came with the stand. Right. But Gentleman Ghost has the head and the waist. And so – and the Giganta build figure is awesome. Like, her proportions are really good. She's just tall enough. Um, but there's lots of people that have a headless Giganta. Just a pile of Giganta parts. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah, who um, doesn't? Huh? You know who doesn't? I, I, I'm going to guess you. Head of research, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this wave was – we mentioned Hot Girl and Gentleman Ghost – uh, there were also two versions of the Parademon, uh, mm. one comic version and one Superpowers version. Uh, and I've got the comic version, and I really wish I had bought the Superpowers version now. Yeah, that's when I went back and got later. Because at first I was just going to get the comic ones. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care that much about the Superpowers. So I was like, eh, and then I went back and found it. Um, um, and then we have two different versions of Doctor Strange. Now, this is Fate. interesting to me. Uh, Doctor Fate, sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong episode. <laughs> the Marvel Legends episode will probably never happen because that would take eight hours. Yeah. Uh, uh, Doctor Fate, we have sort of a comic booky yellow one, but then we've got one with a gold, like shiny gold finish. And while I like the shiny gold finish, I, it, I, it doesn't look as good to me. I don't know. In Do you person, have a preference? Yeah. In person, the wash on it, um, especially on the blues doesn't look very good. Um, I definitely prefer the classic Dr. Fate. He fits in with the line much better than the modern one does. Yeah. That, and I think that's what it is. He just looks odd. And, and there are other figures that have metallic finishes way booster gold. Uh, mm-hmm. and, well, and I think let's see. No, blue beetle doesn't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He just looks like, well, even in this wave, steel has some metallic colors on him, but he just looks odd to me. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr. Terrific, you mentioned Vigilante, uh, Steel. So there's some gems in this wave, but overall it's, it's not one that blows me away as like, wow, this is a wave that's going to suck me in. Yeah. That goes to the next wave that is the one that hooked me, uh, the one that made me a I, – I, I was never a completist on this, but it made me a collector of this line. That is Wave 9, uh, which released through August and September, which traditionally was a hot time for toys because kids are going back to school, and toy manufacturers know that, and they tend to schedule things to release in those months because everybody's going to the stores for back-to-school stuff. And this wave – what got me was that Kemo Build-A-Figure. Oh, he's so nice. One of the great... Or, excuse me, Collect and Connect. Uh, one of the greatest Collect and Connect, Build-A-Figure, whatever you want to call them, of all time, I think. Absolutely. 
but then the wave it's because as soon as I saw him, uh, I probably in Toy Fair magazine. Well, no, Toy Fair magazine was done by then, wasn't it? Mm. 2009 yeah yeah i think so so it would have been an actual toy fair um as soon as i saw that build figure i was like i don't give a shit who's in this wave i have to have that figure it's incredible and fortunately uh it's a good wave it really is and what's notable about the wave is the first time they start using some soft goods so you know black canaries fishnets are actual Clock. fishnets like yeah. on top of the figure's legs and they work really well they really do and they have held up like yeah. a lot of material tends to i mean look at mezco's you know they have problems with mezco fabric over five years starting to deteriorate and those fishnets are just as good as the day i bought her and then mantis's uh well comic book mantis's uh cape yep also soft goods looks really good um so we got Green Arrow and Black Canary. Always great to have some sort of team or couple to anchor the wave, I think. And that's just a great couple to have. I've got them standing on the shelf together. They they look perfect. They're great. Uh, Mantis, we got comic book version, superpowers version. And I've got the superpowers version just because that one looked so cool to me uh-huh. that that's the one I chose and I honestly, I don't know that I really even want the comic book version. And, and he looks good with the rest of them, kind of on my little fourth world display. But right, right. He's not too important. Uh, two different versions of Wildcat. Now, what what are what are these different versions? Um, I'm trying to remember which is which. One is black and one is purple. I think the purple is more the um, old school JLA. Um, versus the black, which was the more modern kind of... I think Jeff Johns always had him in the black. Okay. And And that's something you start to see, too, you know, talking about the Super Friends. JSA is another really big thing they're into. Yeah. Uh, And JSA at the time was really big with Jeff Johns' run, and so you see those work through the whole line. And and you saw them warming pegs, too. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even sure which Wildcat I've got. I can't see my shelf from... Well, I can see my shelf. I can't see my Wildcat from here. Uh, And then Black Adam, which is a pretty simple figure, but looks really good. Yeah, and he's one of those ones where you kind of see sometimes DC, you know, they didn't put enough accessories in and sometimes there were none um yeah which was kind of a complaint people had uh, you especially know, I, marvel I, legends coming with like eight gazillion things i'm um, okay with a figure not having accessories if there aren't any accessories that make sense well i think if you saw him release now he would have some sort of lightning effect you could put around his arm or on his chest or something or interchangeable hands or right. a, a different head or something but yeah but, at the time that wasn't common at all but for how i displayed it you know it's something that would probably be lost somewhere and it, right right well that's the thing is like it's neat getting all this extra stuff but also i've got drawers and drawers and drawers full of bags uh-huh. of stuff that i'll ne- that'll never see my shelves uh and then deadshot one of my favorite figures from the entire line yeah perfect absolutely completely perfect probably the best deadshot figure we'll ever see yeah uh, the only complaint i have with it i wish they'd done a variant with 
Floyd's head so you could see his face, but it's minor. And, well, and at the time, let's see. Well, yeah, I guess Secret Six was kind of a thing at that time, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember oh, yeah. the, the years lining up. So really, it would have made sense to have an unmasked version as well. But just to have a classic comic book Deadshot is, is great because now... For for some reason, they seem to mostly be pulling from the new Fifty Two redesign, which is not awesome. Yeah, uh, and then Guardian, who I don't give a shit about, but they did a fine job making Guardian. Yeah, he's Guardian. You're he's... not gonna do much with that, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, that's uh, just a a solid wave, but with an incredible collecting connect figure. That camo with the translucent green body, that sort of bronzish. Uh, the boots and the gloves and the the detail parts the, the I just amazing. Yep. Uh, then we move on. Oh no! Once again, what do we have? Ah, it's Walmart exclusive time. Motherfucker. I, you know, though this one was not that hard to find. No, it wasn't. Um, and they re-released a lot of the figures. You know, you've got the Batman in the all black kind of. I guess at the time that was what based on the Grant Morrison JLA um, classic Joker, who's a great figure, um, still looks really good. Forager, but can't, but can't look straight ahead. He cannot. It drives <laughs> me crazy. It does. You know what can you do? Um, we got Forager. Nobody wanted Forager probably except for the Four Horsemen, but. You know, he looks great. Well, and I'm glad I've got him because um, that bug comic that Mike Allred did. Oh, that's right. Is incredible. So, like, once that came out, I was like, oh, shit, I'm so glad I've got this guy. <laughs> uh, Power Girl is fine. You know, Power Girl's a weird one because I remember at the time Power Girl peg warmed, and then they still re released her later. And she peg warmed again and so i a, wish she was bigger yeah yep she should have been a little bigger she she but i mean they weren't gonna make a more muscular buck just for her even though they they should have uh because they they couldn't have gotten any reuse out of it yeah um man bat eh, he's well, fine i like that man he's bat. a you know like yeah it? you know it's man bat well <laughs> he's, he's a, a repaint yeah. Of the superheroes man bat. Yeah, he's a release. He's, you know, big enough as he should be. Um Robot Man, so they also kind of started doing Doom Patrol. Uh they never finished all of Doom Patrol, which made people pretty mad. Yeah. Uh, and then Beast Boy. Beast Boy caused a lot of people to be pissed all the way until it ended. Because Beast Boy is in his more you know doom patrol modern costume and they never released a new teen titans version which is what everybody wanted oh yeah that's they, that's interesting i didn't really think about that yeah so and then Apparix is the build a figure he looks good you know they did a really good job with all the build a figures they're almost all um new sculpts they're all at that point you know they hadn't they weren't as big as those early Marvel Legends Build-A-Figures. Well, yeah. They no. were still bigger. Like, they couldn't... They wouldn't have been released as single figures. Well, at the at the, at the time, time, they seemed like 
like what's why is this even a build a figure they're not even big enough to be worth that but now <laughs> looking back well of course they're great mm-hmm. and then in uh the following well okay now this is interesting because it lists th- this was a weird wave that we're not going to spend much time on well two waves uh, the Public Enemies Waves, which is based on the DC animated movie, uh, Batman Superman Public Enemy. It's based on the art of, uh, is it Ed McGinnis? Yep. Who I'm not a fan of at all. Uh, the movie's good. You should watch the movie if you haven't seen it. But this, this to me, isn't even really a part of the line. Yeah, this is, I skipped this entire wave. Well, I got Silver Banshee. Did I, you because know, I didn't really imagine they'd do another Silver Banshee figure, and she fits in well enough because she's just the standard female buck. She doesn't have a weird... I don't know. She looks fine, but the yeah. rest of them just wouldn't work. Wow. Uh, but it was uh, Superman, Batman, Icicle, Silver Banshee, Black Lightning, Major Force, Brimstone is the Collect and Connect figure... And then they've got another Superman and Batman like grayed out here. I don't know what's going on with that. So what they did was, and this was the first and only time they did this, I think. The first wave came out with those first four, and then they the second wave came out months later, and Batman and Superman were in the case again with the two new figures. So oh, Batman okay. and Superman got shipped out both times, just with two extra figures. Okay. Well, this is everything about this is a bad idea, um, and, and you know people who are huge fans of that movie. Then good, you've got your your line of figures, but uh, there's nothing about this that particularly impresses me. But then we come back with Wave Eleven in December, and there's some good and there's some bad here. Let's start oh. with let's start with the great and that Kilowog collecting connect figure. Yeah, he's so good. He's so big and wonderful. He's he's huge. He's perfect. Uh, he's bulky. The face sculpt is incredible. He's got the giant traps sticking up out of his uniform. He's got the ring. He just he's he looks amazing. What a great build a figure and or collecting connect figure. And you know, with with what we know is soon to come, an essential part of your collection. Yep. I really like almost all of this wave. Um, you know, John Stewart, I kind of wish they had done a little differently. Um, the shark figure, warm pegs, but he's great. He's so silly. He's, it's just, it's I, a dude with a shark head. That's the, I think that's the worst figure in the whole line. How could you not want a dude with a shark head? Because uh, the shark head does not... There was no attempt made whatsoever to line that shark head up with that body aesthetically yeah it's so bad (laughs) um steppenwolf both versions are really cool uh and really different question was amazing question is still a really good looking figure um katma who's a green lantern she's real fragile she doesn't like to stand yeah she seems oddly skinny yeah. I guess it's a, a female teen body, maybe? Yeah, it. she didn't end up great. Um, I mean, I think she looks good, but she. you're right. She's Once you get her on the shelf, don't ever touch her again. 
Yeah. They had two dead men. One was like a solid, and then one kind of had his like phasing with some translucent plastic. Supposedly it's a 70-30, but I saw that translucent one everywhere. See, I never saw it. Huh. See, I saw that thing. Bizarre, and I still I still need one because I've got the regular one, but I st- which is, again, one of, I think, one of the best figures of the line because he looks so different. Yeah, like the body. Yeah, they did it just enough where he fits in, but he still, yeah, he looks different, yeah. which is good for Dead Man. Yeah, he's really great. And then Cyborg Superman. I hate Cyborg Superman. I just it's a dumb character. I, I hate all the books he's in. Third, the third version we've gotten of this exact same figure too. Yeah, because they understand. did him in superheroes. They did a two pack, and now we've got this one. Yep. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a solid wave. I like it. I've got well, I've got Kilowog. So obviously, at one point or another, I had all of these, but I don't think i've got a steppenwolf on my shelf and i don't know why yeah i keep looking at some of these and like well there's the build a figure so i obviously have all of these right but i don't don't remember seeing some of these in a while i'm sure they're just like in the back and i can't see them anymore Uh, yeah uh and then as far as the exclusives go uh lots of variety here with how some of this stuff was offered uh, first, we have the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which was uh, Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins, with a p- pail of water and the the painted bird that Mattel has used 8,000 times across several different toy lines. Yeah, and the, uh, i got to get up there, but I'm pretty sure the package makes noises, too. Oh, yeah, it makes their transformation noises, right? Yeah, it says Wonder Woman... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still have those in the package, too. So while that was hard enough to get a hold of, what was even more difficult to get was the SDCC attendee exclusive Gleek, which is a must-have if you're going to have Wonder Twins figures. Hey, guess who has that? I'm going to (laughs) guess... You've got a Gleek. I, I you mean, I know for a fact you've got better it. believe I got a Gleek. Yeah. We were lucky at the time. Uh, you know, our mutual friend Melissa lived in San Diego and was an attendee and would go and get us all these figures. That's how I have most of them. Yeah, I've, there, there are a few. I've, I got in on that uh, kind of in later year, maybe the next year. We'll see what the exclusive is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was, she's amazing. That was so nice of her to do that for us. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a Gotham City 5-pack that was a Walmart exclusive that sat and sat and sat on shelves at, I don't remember how much it was. Was it 75 or like 80? or? I think it was 75 when it started. I think I bought it for 20. And, and that's exactly what I did. I, I got it on like deep clearance because I had no interest in the Lex Luthor. Well, all I wanted was Catwoman and Two-Face. I see. I had those from the superhero line already, but and so while I like jobs, those colors, yeah, while the colors were a lot better, I was like, nah, not seventy five dollars better. No, no, um, not at all. But yeah, the Luther for me was the big draw. Like, well, and this is the only way you could get this superpowers Luthor. Yep, but yeah, that thing sat and sat. Nobody wanted it. No, well, nobody wanted it because we all had plenty of Batman's. We all had plenty of Superman's. Uh, Two Face and Catwoman, I think at the time were still pretty desirable. Yeah, um, and these these comic booky. Well, 
Okay, so Two Face is very clearly a, a comic booky paint job, uh, and very unique for Two Face. And and this, I like sort of the black and white Two Face style that that seems to have come from the animated series depiction. Right. But you got to have this comic book Two Face in your collection. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to. And then, of course, while while a purple Catwoman in this style isn't necessarily a thing. Uh, with purple being my favorite color, I want a purple Catwoman. Yep. Uh, so this this for well in this day and age for seventy five bucks this would be a bargain. Oh yeah. Uh, but at the time, yeah, it it eventually did hit deep clearance, and I think the one I got the box was just beat to shit. But who cares? We're gonna open them up and put them on the shelf. Yep. Uh, uh, now we're entering the dark times. Yeah, now we're getting into some stuff. Well, let's hit the Toys R Us exclusive <laughs> first. Okay. We had uh, a two-pack of this great Clayface figure that I think that was left over from Superheroes, right? Yep. But it's but it's an awesome Clayface. It's like an amalgamation of a comic book and animated series Clayface. Uh, and then a Batman who looks like he's been stuck up somebody's butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great because he's been fighting t- uh, Clayface, and then Superman and Brainiac, and it's the—I guess that's the Super Friends Brainiac. Yeah, I take it back earlier in Super. I think I said earlier they didn't come out. I totally forgot about this. Well, but they didn't do like this is the only other one we got. Yeah, but uh, still, Toys R Us exclusives, pretty easy to find. I, I saw both of them plenty of times, and I, I got the Clayface and the Batman. And as a matter of fact, I still. Uh, even though that Batman's a variant you don't need, he's on my Batman shelf because a Batman that looks like he's covered in poop is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, why don't you tell us about the Dark Times? Oh, Lord. So in 2009, <laughs> here comes Maddie Collector. For our listeners that have never heard of Maddie Collector or haven't listened to episodes of Needless Things in the past where we trash Maddie Collector nonstop. <laughs> it was the website that Mattel ran for collectors. Uh, originally really started for He-Man, um, but then we started getting these two-packs, so this was the first year. Um, and I'm trying to remember back how these were released on Maddie Collector. Um, you I know... would get a notification of what was going on sale what day Mm -hmm. Uh, well and what i'm trying to remember is because two of these two packs are really hard to find and two are not well i've got three of these four two packs yeah Um, so like the space hero so the adam strange starfire set that one was hard to get see And, and i've got that one I do too, and I can't remember like how difficult it was to get these. Now, the Ultraman Alex Luther sat forever and clearanced, um, and so did the Animal Man Wawana Beast. However, the old Sinestro Corpse one uh, was Roman Kyrie. Like that one was extremely difficult and sold out, and went on to be worth like a decent amount of money. And I I managed to get that one the 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 Battle for Earth one is the one that I didn't really care about, um, but I got the other three, and this is when you got to remember for the listeners this is when Green Lantern Mania was at its height, 
Oh, uh, God. All yeah, of the Rainbow different, Corps. Right. All of the different Lantern Corps were... The, the great Green Lantern Corps comic was going on. Um, just Green Lanterns were... Or all Lanterns were just the shit at the time, as we're getting ready to see. Um, But yeah, these were... I mean, that Buona Beast is amazing. Yeah, that pack is really good. I really like the... Yeah, Animal um, Man is awesome as well. It's just amazing to me that they made a Buona Beast figure at all. Yeah, the Starfire is kind of crappy. Um, she's not great, but just standing on the shelf with like the rest of the Titans, she's fine. Yeah, but yeah, Maddie Collector started, and it was not good. Yeah, <laughs> as I, we'll I see feel, later. I feel like these, um, as hard as because you're right. I remember the Sinestro Core two pack being like really a thing. Like we, you were five minute sellout something like that uh but i think it got worse over time you know as more people became aware of the site and became aware that they were going to have to go there to get certain things it just kept getting worse and worse because i i don't know that the white screen of death had even gained any kind of online notoriety at this point in in 2009 yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to 2010. Do, do, do. Let me click the button. All right. We have uh, wave 12, 13, 15, 14. Oh, boy. Uh, and then Green Lantern Classics Wave 1, uh, which I, I certainly consider to be actually part of the line just because of the yeah. character selection and the aesthetics. Uh but let's go back to the uh, January and February. Throughout those two months, we got Wave 12 with a big Dark Side Build-A-Figure, which I think was a much-needed improvement over the Superheroes buck. Yeah. Well, and what's so funny about the Dark Side Build-A-Figure, he's essentially got the Infinity Gauntlet on, <laughs> and people... Yeah, it's the... What is that thing called? The, I don't remember. It's, just, it's called, like, the Kill Glove. It's got some dumb <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, people were a little confused about why let he me, had that. Let me see if it says it in the information here. Um, let's see. We've got a full review. I'm, I'm just going to try and I mean, scan down here real quick. The kill, yeah, the killing glove. The killing glove. <laughs> That's awesome. Designed by Desaad, who is in the wave, and who is an awesome figure that he is. doesn't super stand creepy. up super well, but he's great. Yeah. Uh, so this wave consisted of to, to build this large dark side build-a-figure that I think is I mean, it's pretty much the perfect dark side figure. Yeah, he really is. I mean... He's got the thigh boots, he's got the, the skirt, uh, you know, he just, his proportions are great, he's got a a big head that's not too big. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, this is a perfect dark side. You can hear Michael Ironside's voice coming right out of him. Yep. Uh, but to build him, you had, uh, two different versions of Spectre, one regular, one glow in the dark, uh, Eclipso, Dr. Midnight. The, I, I like the hyphen is mm-hmm. emphasized there. Iron from the metal men, uh, two different Mary Marvels, uh, then Desaad and Copperhead without 
uh, the tail that I generally associate Copperhead of ha- as having. Um, let's talk about these a little bit. Spectre, pretty easy figure to get right, but to add the glow-in-the-dark element I think is fantastic, and that's the one I've got. Yeah, I was say, one hard to find. Um, but yeah, what a perfect little feature to add. Like, that's what makes a really good variant like that, is you don't have to have it, but it's really cool if you do. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Eclipso is a very interesting figure because he has sort of the unique hand holding the the gem, uh-huh. uh, which I think is a nice touch. I'm not a huge fan of the character, but they did, a, I think, a great job with the figure. Yeah, I'm kind of walking over. I bet I lost that gem. <laughs> I, well, I think it's permanently... Is it? I think Where's it's part of his hand. Out? I don't think it comes out. Oh, there he is. Nope, no gem. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, damn, yeah. I can't get up and walk over to mine. I'm pretty sure he's got it. Um, Interesting. I thought the gem was just part of his hand. It probably really should have been. Yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Uh, Midnight, big peg warmer there. Yeah. <laughs> Looks great. I mean, you got to have him if you're a JSA fan. Yep. Uh, Iron, which is the first of the metal men that they offered, and people... People were happy to see him, but I think also very dubious of Mattel's ability to finish the team because that, I think them more than most other teams are one that you have to make everybody. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants one metal man. Right. And it took them forever to finish the team. Uh, It did not seem like it was going to happen. And to their credit, they got it done. And they did a great job with all of them because he's got... um, you know, snap on accessories to to look like the you know transmutation or whatever the, that the metal men do. Uh, he's got a, a again a very unique look within the aesthetics of the line. Yeah, and a nice shiny finish looks really good. Great figure, uh, Mary Marvel. Now, what is the deal with the white Mary Marvel? Uh, she's worn the red and the white and then later the black. Um, the white, I think, was what she was wearing at the time. Uh, for whatever reason, I bought the white. Um, I've got the red one, but I I want to say she came from a two-pack. Uh, yeah, she was re-loose later in a two-pack. Okay, that, I think that we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, and and then, oh, go ahead. What's weird about that red Mary Marvel is, and do they have it? They got a notation. There's two versions of that Mary Marvel. There's a bright red, and there's like a darker red. Oh, interesting. Um, and I mean, people suspect it was just during production. They yeah, just kind of yeah, did yeah. a change. Um, but yeah, and she was a fifty-fifty variant, so you could get whichever one you wanted on that one. I feel like I remember the white one being more readily available. Yeah, I think you're correct. Uh, so we already talked about Desaad. He's freaking great. Uh, and then Copperhead, who... Okay, how do you feel about this take on Copperhead? Like you said earlier, not having the tail really stinks, because the head sculpt on it is really good. Yeah. Um, if it had the tail, it would be wonderful. Um, and you know, he's one of the ones, I think we've talked about this, You know, his mouth is open... I tend to prefer my figures in a more neutral. Yeah, yeah. But thing. you need to see his fangs. 
Right, but for him, it looks really good. Yeah. He just needs the tail. Yeah, they they. it's unfortunate they didn't quite get that one. And, and also, just to go back real quick, I want to point out on Iron, the snap-on ball and chain he has has an actual die-cast chain on it, which is great. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on to April, we get Wave 13, which has a Trigon Build-A-Figure, which is one that I did not really care about, so I didn't put too much effort into this wave. Really? Yeah. Uh, Trigon is one of the ones I had to have. You know, that's that's the big Teen Titans guy you gotta have. Um, yeah, this wave is notable because of the cheetah controversy. Um, Three different cheetahs. Right. And what's weird about it is the only ones that were really announced was the first cheetah that's kind of that classic woman in a costume and cheetah three that was in the more like you know mutation cheetah that has the black clothing on and so when this wave starts going out all of a sudden there's rumors that naked cheetah is out there um and they wouldn't like they didn't confirm it for a long time um And, you know, people were talking about, like, oh, is this just, like, a mess up in the factory and people are finding it? I mean, it turns out later they did mean to release it. They just didn't really publicize it. Well, and that it was exclusive to, I think, Target cases? I think so. Which is is an interesting move. Yeah. Uh, And there's some other, like, small differences, which are funny, on Naked Cheetah. Like... Naked Cheetah, for some reason, has toenails, which Cheetah, who other Cheetah in the black, who is wearing clothes and obviously not wearing shoes, doesn't. Um, but, I mean, it's it's a good figure, but it was pretty difficult to get at yeah, the time. Yeah, all, all three were good figures. I've got, I've got the one just in the black clothes over there. Yeah. That one was fine for me. Although, I wish I had the, the Super Friends the more classic one too i wish i'd grabbed one of those but i don't know that i remember seeing one of those ever oh yeah wow uh and we also had uh superboy i think opinions are split on that character but the figure i think looks great yeah he's on that good little medium buck uh looks really nice uh then donna troy which again we have kind of a a two figures that go together thing yeah just looking at her here i've uh, yeah, I've got her over on the shelf, and I don't think she looks as bad as this picture looks. Uh, she's not great. Um, she's so bow-legged. Uh, even from here, I can see her on the shelf. Her, her legs are like, she looks like she's getting ready to have a high noon showdown. Yeah, and again, that was one of those ones where people were so split on her costume and wanting other costumes for her. I and... feel like the black one would have been a nice Yeah. Uh, and then we get the... Um, Oh shoot, Hamie, uh, Hamie, uh, Blue yeah. Beetle, Hamie, yep. Hamie, whatever, whatever it is, the younger <laughs> Blue Beetle that, quite frankly, Warner Brothers and DC dropped the ball on by not jumping in and making a really good Blue Beetle movie based around him. Well, and you know, I can't remember at the time, but was the that was when they had started to talk about that that was going to be another show. Well, that was there was that footage yeah. of of an actor 
like in the Blue Beetle costume activating that was that around the time was that Smallville or was that Arrow I can't I think that was Smallville I think so too yeah it was because it yeah you're right because it was before all the Arrowverse and then it came back around they were going to try it in Arrow and they still have it yeah that's right and you know they said I remember back then in Smallville it was too expensive because they would have to continuously CGI that costume um I mean, it's just a character that's designed to be in a movie or TV. Like, yeah. it's perfect for it. Well, and to have such mass appeal and, and yeah. to have, um, I, I don't know, I, I, Hispanic character with such a cool power. Like, now's the time, Warner Brothers, but you're worried about making a Flash movie that, quite frankly, at this point, I don't think anybody wants. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of the old internet, nobody asked for this. But for real, like, that Flash movie is just, come on. Uh, Moving on, we have another blue person, which was a must-have for me, Blue Devil. Uh Uh, Not just because I like the character, but also because uh, my high school's mascot was the Blue Devils. Nice. (laughs) And as much as I don't give a shit about high school, I just think that's neat. Uh, And then two different versions of Negative Man. Our second entry from the Doom Patrol? Uh, yeah, because at that point... Well, unless you count, count Beast Boy. Well, yeah, yeah, Beast Boy, right. But the uh, Robot Man was, was definitely the first. Beast Boy, I guess, was the second. But Yeah. Uh, what are the differences here? I can't... Was, his bandages are open on one of them? Yeah, you can see his face. Okay. Uh, and then Cyclotron, which cool. is... <laughs> is he superpowers? He is, okay. and you know, his little mask and his chest plate come off, and he's a robot underneath. Okay. That thing peg-warmed like nobody's business. Yeah, he really did, and I never... I, look, looking at it now, it's a neat figure. If I found it at like a toy convention or something for five bucks, I'd probably grab it. Uh, but at the time, I, I certainly didn't want it. Now, had we hit $15 by this point? I think we had. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so so now we're paying fourteen ninety nine a piece for these things, and buying... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six figures, seven if you want the stand to make these collect and connect figures. Woof! Yeah. Getting uh, Wave 15 hits in October, and uh, for me personally, this is confusing because I have every single one of these figures but I do not have Validus. So my assumption is I sold him on eBay, maybe? Yeah, he's one. I mean, I've got him. I don't really care about him that much. He looks, I mean, he looks great, but it's not a character I care about at all, and they didn't make the rest of his team. Yeah, and this is a weird wave, just overall. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, well, okay, so you do have Starman, the two versions of Starman go together, but they're variants. Which this to me is a weird variant because these are completely different characters. This isn't like a different paint job or anything. These are these are. Com- I, I don't feel like this was a good choice for variants. Well, I kind of think what they were doing is they knew most people probably wanted Starman Eight, um, and the original Starman. Not many people would want, but some would. They probably could have got away with like a seventy thirty and made the first Starman. The 30. The 30. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got OMAC, which is 
It's Omac. He's a great character if you like Kirby. Uh, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, this wave also is the debut of let's just take one of our old figures and repaint him as a Green Lantern adjacent character. Well, and also not even try to get the colors to match the other characters from that core. Oh god, the yellows are there, so off. I didn't know there were so many different shades of yellow. Yeah, as, it's a little rough. As they put into their Sinestro core figures. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, but I like the Sinestro core Batman, and if you're going to do one, like, I, I, that was a cool little thing that happened in the comics. It's a cool concept. It's been used in other media. There, It was in, uh, well, they had a skin for it in Arkham Knight, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it was in one of the fighting games, too, I believe. Yeah, it's in uh, the second one, I think. I think that's the, well, what the heck is it called? Injustice. Injustice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's cool. I've got it. I've got it standing up there with my Sinestro core. I do feel like this one is one that I, I personally had to have. Yeah. Um, now, Martian Manhunter, I feel like there was some controversy there. Were his shoulders backwards? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, there were a bunch that got shipped that way. Okay. I think, I think mine is is one of the ones that was assembled improperly, but also you can't really tell. Yeah, uh, I have no idea if mine is or not. Like, I don't when care. you sit down and look at it, and if you really want to figure it out, yes, but just standing on the shelf, whatever. And, and no, it's not okay, but at the same time, there are other far more egregious mistakes that Mattel made yeah. that, that we should be worried about. Uh, Jim, son of Saturn. What is this guy? Uh, where is he from? He's an old. He's a Silver Age uh, hero from. Oh God, what is he from? Um, fair enough. That's all yeah. I needed because that that's what I had on him. Also, uh, and he's got really long, creepy fingers, which made made him an instant eBay listing. Yeah, I, I probably got three dollars for him. Yeah, and then you know Pharaoh, who was nice. I mean, I like Golden, the Golden Pharaoh. Like one of my favorite figures from the whole line. He's just random. My I love him. Throw him in ridiculous. There. And then the big figure I think from that wave is Raven. Yes, I remember <sighs> her being a little tougher to find. You know, I have mixed feelings about the Raven. Yeah, she looks too. good. She has a really hard time standing up because she's on heels and her legs don't support her really well. And I don't love the cape no, stuff. I, I this is one where I would have I would have preferred a variant of her, one with the cape like this and one with the cape just sort of down. Yeah, cuz if you don't pose her on the shelf with her arms up, it looks really weird. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's way 15. Uh and then in November, a month later, we got Wave 14, which is... Back to Walmart. <sighs> but I don't think this one was as much of a problem. As a matter of fact, I know it wasn't because I'm looking at some of these and they were warming pegs for a long time. Yeah, they overshipped this wave. Uh, Commandi and Obsidian stuck around forever. 
Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, Tyr, who who I would have thought would be a peg warmer, I don't feel like he was quite as. I don't think he stuck around as long. He didn't. There's two tiers. There's the dark red skin and the bright red skin. They made a running change on him. Um, but he didn't stick around that long. Um, and then you've got gold. So they continued with the, uh, metal man and gold looks great. Really bright, shiny metallic, like gold, gold. This is, this is a great figure. Yeah. I can kind of see him shining from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Alan Scott, the old original Green Lantern, who is a good figure. He's designed really well. And then the best figure in this wave, and possibly the whole year, is Zatanna. She is wonderful. And once again, with those soft goods fishnets. Yep. Um, it's kind of a pain to stand up. She tends to fall a lot because um, she's on the heels. Uh, but the fishnets hold up really good. The top hat was removable. And one thing I really like they did on the top hat, there's a extra piece of plastic on the interior of it so that she's able to hold it better. Yes. Um, yeah, she's one of my favorite figures from the whole line. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Although, for some reason, and, and it it doesn't really matter at all, I kind of wish wish her vest was blue instead of yellow. Yeah, and I've heard people say that, and I, you know, I see it. It does. It doesn't matter, but it just—I don't know. I think that would look cool, but but at the same time, she might not pop on the shelf as much with a darker or a more subdued color like that. That yellow does make her stand out a little better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kamandi's great if you're a fan of the character, and again, that's it's that Kirby, you know, coming into the line, which we know they love. Uh, He's great. He's short. He, he looks really good. I never bought him, and I wish I had because I've got most of the rest of this wave, and I really wish I had that Ultra Humanite because he looks amazing. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah, it's a big monkey figure. What can go wrong? Right, exactly. And that brings us to the end of the year and the beginning of the end <laughs> with the Green Lantern Classics Wave 1. Now... There's this wave, I think, is great. The Collecting Connect figure is Arkillo, who, aside from the fact that he's missing his tongue necklace, uh, looks awesome. He's on the yeah. same buck as Kilowog, which makes sense. He's got different hands and a different head, obviously. Uh, he's got a belt piece. Great, big, bulky figure. Yeah, yeah. The Green Lantern, they really started to go in, all in on the old Green Lanterns. Um, but overall, the the wave itself is good. Um, I like how they started doing, like, some head swaps and um, hand swaps for, like, yes. low and mash. So yeah. that you could make the two if you really wanted them, but didn't have to. Um, well, I love, I mean, that kind of troop builder to me. I love that stuff, man. Yeah. And you knew their yellows were going to match, at least, because it's the same figure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they released another undersized Mongol, but this is the Sinestro Corps Mongol, which is a needed character, but boy, is he tiny. Yeah. Shouldn't he's... be smaller than Arkillo. Uh, the Manhunter is great. I, yeah, I, I wish I had a dozen of them. 
Yeah, a good traditional manhunter. With the big square uh, lantern. I just, I, I am a much bigger fan of this figure than I thought I would be because he, he looks kind of plain, but once you get him in hand, he, he's perfect. He looks exactly like he should look. And, and like I said, I, I wish I could have troop built these. Right. Uh, the next one, you know, the Black Lantern monster. This is... I understand people love the Blackest Night story, and it really did make for a lot of figures that are good, but this is where they start just constantly, again, releasing figures based on this one storyline, and it got real old after a while. It did, and I loved Blackest Night. I loved it. I, I was so deep into all the Green Lantern stuff at this point, and I was eating these figures up, but between how many of them they made and how long it took them to come out in relation to how the story was unfolding. Like by the time they got to that, that second wave, or I guess the third wave, there might've been a third. We'll find out next year. Um, it, it was like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Like once they get, once they really got into like the blue lanterns and stuff, it was done. It was played out. Uh, and then we got a Kyle Rayner, which is great. Uh, Kyle, I, I love Kyle. Um, did a good job with his figure, and I I still prefer this one over the DC Multiverse one that came out a few months ago. Uh, it's just great. It looks good on the shelf. Yep. And then Black Hand, who you kind of have to have. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into the exclusives for the year. Uh, our Toys R Us exclusives, our two packs this time around, are Lex Luthor and the Power Armor and Supergirl in blue, and they released this Supergirl in different colors lots of times. Yeah. Uh, and with different boots. Uh, but this one is is uh, blue, top, and skirt. Uh, they're both great. They're great-looking figures. Is this the Luthor? I'm trying to look over here and see if I have that Supergirl that came with all the pieces of Kryptonite. Yes. Okay, so this is the two-pack that I bought, and it's it's a great... Luthor, I really like this one. Yeah. Uh, and then they did, you know, sticking with the Green Lantern theme, we get Hal Jordan and Sinestro. Hal has a metallic paint finish, uh, and it looks like Sinestro, maybe on his armbands, does. And they both have, it's this weird thing where they have a half a lantern. I guess this is replicating a cover, maybe? Yeah, it's where they're pulling out the lantern. And that Sinestro is corrected, so he's taller. He's taller, yeah, you can tell. He's he's a, he's even taller than Hal, which is good. Uh, and then we get a couple of Walmart exclusive, or a few Walmart exclusive two-packs, and I bought, okay, this is interesting. This is jogging my memory because there's Superman and Parasite, which sat on shelves forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that parasite is is not great. He's one of the weird, wonky leftover superheroes figures that doesn't quite fit in the line. Uh, but then we get Hot Girl and Gentleman Ghost, uh, which are great, and that's how I got those. Then Batman and Robin, which I also got because that Robin is that is a classic Tim Drake Robin. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's the right size. Uh, I absolutely love that figure, and I think that's the first time... Yeah, it is. That's the first time they had released him in that costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a good Batman. Not a great Batman, but a good Batman. And then this one, which is one of my favorite two-packs from the whole line, Aquaman and Black Manta. This Aquaman is a repaint of 
the comic version and his his armor his armor shirt is actually like metallic gold uh-huh. and looks great but the really cool thing about this set is that black manta has like a rubbery finish yeah that was really surprising it's yeah. a really nice figure and it the rubberized whatever that stuff is works really well it it feels it gives him this different feel and texture and even the look uh of like having a wetsuit on it just this is is a great great two-pack and again this is what repaints should be things where if you missed the the figures the first time around you can get them and they serve as your sort of standard you know you don't you don't have to go back and get Aquaman and Black Manta if you missed them. These will will do the job. But they're also something a little different that's enticing if you do have those original figures. These are classed up a little bit. There's something a little bit different to make you want them. Yeah. But they're not essential if you do already have the originals. This, this, was, this to me is Mattel at their best. Figuring out neat ways to get characters that you might need back out there without pissing off anybody really there's yeah. nothing bad to say about that set uh and then we've got uh toys r us exclusive exclusive this is weird these sucked were these were these the ones that were like all metallic paint jobs no so what they're so they put out a batman again just to get another batman out there um and then the other ones were like re-releases where hal jordan and Barry Allen were metallic. Um, there was always question in the line, even with that first Flash figure, about was it supposed to be Barry or was it supposed to be um, Wally? Because they, it's kind of unclear. The eyes are different, but the costume isn't exactly right for either one of them. So they put out this figure and said it was Barry Allen, but he's like shiny red and the boots are like a dull gold. Yeah, they're like well, they're they're metallic, but they're really really dark. Gold. Yeah, it's it's not a good figure. And then that damn Nightwing, that thing peg wormed forever. Yeah, I remember. And that. it's like Ooh. brown and red. Yeah, who wants? I mean, first of all, in the first place, who wants red Nightwing? Nobody. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the bodysuit was like a a really deep. Brown. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an odd choice. It's not good. Uh, and then we have a great Green Lantern 5-pack. Now, at this point, we already had as many Hal Jordans as we could ever want. Yeah. I think one of our running jokes was, guess it's time for another Hal Jordan. Yep. Uh, but this is how you get uh, John Stewart in his mosaic costume, a Green Lantern Sinestro, Tomar Ray and Guy Gardner. It's a great Green Lantern set, but again, it was like seventy-five bucks or whatever. Yep, and this was the only way to get Guy Gardner, right? And uh, well, it, I mean, it was the only, technically it was the only way to get all of these except for Hal, because yeah. to, even Tomar Ray didn't really get because they they released this head. Right. But it was a different character, right? Yeah, on a yellow lantern body. Right, right, right. Um, 
but I think I got this one on clearance as well. But the note that I have about this five pack is my mosaic has two left legs. Huh. I wonder if I get uh, mine's way back on so the shelf. I can't even put him on the shelf because he's just it's ridiculous. That's funny. Um, but everything else, this was a great set. And I, again, I think I got it. It wasn't quite as dirt cheap as the um, Gotham set because this is one that I knew I actually wanted to have. I just didn't want to pay seventy five for it. So I, like, I waited as long as I felt I could wait mm-hmm. without missing out on it. Because that was another thing is like some of this stuff. If it came out and it was a little pricey, you'd be willing to wait to see if it got a markdown. But sometimes you kind of had to jump on it because once it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then your choice is eBay and paying twice as much as that original price that was too high. And that brings us... Oh, no, wait. We missed the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which is the first one that was brought back. This is the first one I got in on, where I got the attendee version of Plastic Man that I still have not opened. Yeah, he's one I saw the package, too. Uh, I I think I might open him up. So it's funny about that. It's Plastic Man, and then the attendee exclusive was the suitcase yes so you could the suitcase kind of opens up and it came with some starros um that little baggie with that suitcase was in the back of my car for probably two years before i took it out <laughs> i would like see it and be like i really need to get that out of my car and it wasn't the plastic i figured just the bag with the suitcase in it i have no <laughs> idea why it was in the trunk of my car for two years but that's where it lived it's the figure looks so good. It looks like they did a really good job with the like the neck and the extra accessories that are in there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the packaging is really cool too. The yes, it looks like Plastic Man. Yeah, it's a good exclusive. I, it's a great exclusive, which is part of why. And that packaging is is really the main reason why I haven't ever opened it up. Because once it's open, you're done. I wonder what those are going for on the secondary market now. Let's real quick. Let's make a, a jaunt let's, to eBay. Yeah, let's take a little sidetrack. I think I think this is interesting enough for the listeners to go take a look at SDCC Plastic Man. And let's see what this guy's going for. Unfortunately, I've got my my default set to sold listing so I can check prices. Uh loose one, thirty one bucks. Uh but that's not complete. Looks like with the suitcase, it's about eighty. Yeah, which honestly, not bad. Uh, yeah, they, there's here's a loose complete one that sold for fifty. Um, 50, you could you could get a complete one for around fifty bucks if you don't mind it being loose, which is not bad because honestly, I'd almost rather just buy a loose complete one than open mine. Yeah, yeah, because it comes with like I mean the spring and the paddle and yeah. It comes with so much cool stuff. But you can get, if you don't need the suitcase, shit, there's, here's, a, here's a mint one for 45 sold. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So that's pretty reasonable, considering some of the prices on the secondary market for this line. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that was 2010. It is time to move on to 2011. And... Uh, one of the most interesting years, but also a year that brought a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. So 2011 
started off, I think, great. Yeah, it's a real strong wave. Uh, and yeah, another one one of the top three waves of the whole line, probably. Uh, Collect and Connect Bane, which is fantastic. I, I think it's pretty much flawless. Yeah, it really is. Size wise, looks wise, it's the Bane I want. There's nothing weird about it. It's a it's a classic, like Nightfall Bane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but also. Uh, Secret Six Bane, although an unmasked head would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, and then we get <laughs> Asbat, mm. the uh, Bat- Asriel's final Batman Nightfall armor. You know, I don't care about Asbat, but it's a really good looking figure. Like I do. I love that whole storyline. Like I was so into Nightfall. Um. And still, you haven't read the White Knight sequel. No, I, I haven't yet. Uh, it's well, no, it's not all upstairs because I stopped buying, uh, stopped buying comics. But I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get there. Uh, but yeah, great figure, nice metallic blue and gold on it with the gray bodysuit, which looks a little weird. But that the design—that's what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this fantastic Riddler. Yeah, he's a little bulky for my taste. Uh, I think if you'd been on the little skinnier buck, I might have liked it better, but... Well, but superpower... Like, this is technically a superpowers Riddler. Right. And that... If you're doing that, that's his physique. If... if Yes, I would have liked him to be a little skinnier. As a matter of fact, that creeper buck would have been really good. Yeah, it would have. Um, but I, I'm good with it. He He looks good. Uh, Mercury, another one of the metal men, great red metallic finish. Uh, face is just incredible. He had some good snap on. I don't remember what his accessories were, but but all the metal um, men came with. Oh, it's scissors. And it's scissors, right? Yeah, scissors because they each came with two different pieces. I don't remember what his other one was, but yeah, and the scissors actually have a hinge on them. Uh, really nice, good, good job on him. Creeper is phenomenal and. He is he the first one to have double jointed knees? If he's not the first, he's real close. Or wait, does he even have double joint? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. Um, I'm trying to remember if Blue Beetle did the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. I feel like he might have. Let's see if I can find him real fast. Uh, he's on a shelf. I can't see. Okay, well, that's fine. I, I he might have. Oh, there he is. Um, uh, yeah, looks like he does. Okay, uh, but yeah, Creeper looks absolutely incredible. Little tough to get to stand up. Uh, he's he's another another one that once you have imposed, don't touch him ever. Yeah. Uh, but the the back piece is great. His face is great. He, he's awesome. And then we get to a highlight of the line. This Jonah Hex is almost too good and he and this is not a knock on it he almost looks like he's from a different line yeah because of how detailed he is and his face sculpt and like a lot of care went into sculpting him yeah he's i mean he is a hundred percent new tooling yeah and looks incredible and yeah he he works. He fits into the line, but like I said, he's almost too good. 
Yeah. And in a weird way, I feel the same way about this Robin figure. Uh, just a lot of sculpt and detail. He's got the... Um, he, he just looks really good. And we had a variant that was a... Uh, sort of a, I guess a golden age head, really. Yeah, it's more of a golden age. Yeah, like I said the sculpting. I remember on, I see the one his briefs like have sculpted scales on. Yes. Them, um, that look really good. The problem with this Robin, as great as the figure looks, as perfect as it is size wise, proportionally everything, is his ankles would break. If you yeah. looked at them wrong, and I managed to get one, and for nine years had him on the shelf, looking good, standing strong, and I made the mistake of trying to rearrange that section, and he fell, and his left foot shot off like a bullet out of a gun. So I now have a broken Robin. And super glue is not working, so I got to figure out something else. I was fucking furious. <laughs> Which one of these did you get? You still there? Uh oh. There we go. Sorry about that. I leaned on my mute button. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've got superpowers. I don't have golden age. Okay, yeah, that's I, I didn't get the gold. Oh no, wait, I take that back. Hang on, do I have two of these? Ah uh, no, oh I did buy two of these. Here's what happened: I kept the gold. I bought one of each. The Golden Age is in there with the Batman that they released that has the black it's like the light blue with the black on his mask it's almost like the adam west it's it's a silver age batman yep uh because they look really good together i gave the other robin to my son because robin is his favorite comic book character of all time and i couldn't not let him have it so he actually and i wonder I, the feet are probably still on his um so yeah he's he's got the the more modern head Gotcha. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Just a, a really, really strong wave, which is cool because our next releases that came out across March and April, uh, I think one of the most egregious sins of the entire DC Universe Classics line, <sighs> and that is Gahoo. Gahoo. which is not a classics figure at all it's from the green lantern movie uh which is horrible uh but you had to buy this figure to build the stell collecting connect figure which is amazing yep that's stupid and what's even worse about it is it's not like they weren't gonna do the movie line like the movie line comes out well this was treated as because you know how star wars always did the preview figures yeah they did that preview mace wind it was treated like that except it was part of a line you had to buy it to build a thing yeah god it's terrible i you know this whole wave i'm not a huge fan of oh see Um, i love this okay well the star staff star sapphire is not great no she's not um the sonam yet sonam yet see i like his character so much 
Yeah, see, I didn't care for him that much. Oh, see, I like his character, so I was happy to get this one. And then we get two more of those great troop builders with the interchangeable heads and hands. Uh, we get one named after Toy Guru. Yep. <laughs> good, old, good old Night Lick. <laughs> um, and, and then we get uh, Dexter, Bedig, and Despotelis. All right, the three-pack was awesome. <laughs> the, I think this is, a aside from Guru, uh, I think this is a solid wave. Star Sapphire could have been better but also that would have required more tooling and more than mattel would have done so this is the best star sapphire we were going to get from the classics yeah. line i mean i think looking back it might be part of it just how burnout i got on all the lanterns yeah and how bad it got with just lantern after lantern um but yeah i mean i just i love the fact that they did medfill and not Kaloi. And uh, Scalix and Nightlake, who were totally brand new, made up characters. I mean, they appeared in the uh, Red Lantern comic eventually, but I just I loved that, and I bought both of those, and I've got both of. Did you get two of each one of those? Well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if maybe you grabbed them and just like threw the extra parts, and were like, "Eh, "Good enough." No, at the time, I was still excited. Like I, said, yeah. I think it's in like hindsight when I realized, oh, I'm so sick of these lantern figures. See, I've got a whole shelf that's just lanterns, and it looks so good. Uh, like I said, aside from the fact that their freaking colors don't match, but it still looks cool to see them all standing there, and to have them bulked up by having the, the troop builders like this is, is nice. I love that. Yeah. Uh, then in May, we get Wave 17, which is... Uh, the rainbow One wave big dry turd of a wave so the problem with this wave and so you know you know you get flashes of blue lantern one Roman is a sapphire the lex luther orange lantern is pretty cool because it's translucent and actually yes. looks decent yes scarecrow sinestro so not going to reduce scarecrow for a normal figure but we got this um we can Makes sense. It's great. I've got him up there with my Sinestro core, but yeah, how about a regular Scarecrow? Yep. The Adam Indigo figure, which I hated at the time and I still hate. Yeah, I didn't even buy that one. I I don't have the Anti-Monitor because I was not going to buy one, two, three, four, five figures that I didn't give a shit about just to build that figure. Well, here's the problem. I did. Like, I needed the anti-monitor. It's the anti-monitor. You have they, to have it. They knew you so, did. Yep, they and I bought it, and I got him. But and He looks I, great, right? I paid the price. Uh, <laughs> I wish he was a little bigger, but... Well, sure, yeah, sure. He's a, great, he's a great figure. But yeah, so that's Wave 17. I've, I've got Luthor, and I've got Scarecrow, and, and that was it for me in this wave. I, I, I not only, like, wasn't interested in the other ones. I actively did not want the other ones. Uh, so, well, and, and the reason I don't think I don't have any blue lanterns up there. I, I don't guess. Uh, I think I've got Wally and maybe a Hal. Oh, did that you know what? Later? Yeah. You know, I've got, cause they did one in infinite earths, which we're not going to have time to get to today. Yeah. We, we may, we may do a separate episode or a mini cast just to co- cover uh club infinite earths. Uh, and, and yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So in August, we got an interesting thing, Batman legacy, which are classics figures, technically not part of the classics line, but 
there are a couple characters here that you kind of have to have. Yeah. I mean, the first wave was like a Batman, a Joker, kind of golden age, and a Mr. Freeze that's super-powered colors. I didn't buy any of those. I got the Mr. Freeze just because I liked how wacky he was. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a big Mr. Freeze fan, so I I, I got him. Uh, I didn't get the Joker because I, I just don't – I've never cared for that golden age Joker look. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't bother with the Batman because, come on. Thousand. Now but the second wave, however. Yes, I have all three of those figures. That's a great wave. It is. And I've you got know, the Batmite. Yep. Had to go to Kmart to get the old Batmite. Um As a matter of fact, I even have the variant of uh the the with the black instead of the blue. Oh, do you? Yeah, I don't have that one. Um you know the Batgirl, I don't love that Batgirl figure. Um the black with the blue and gold. It's fine. Well, that's, I mean, see, that's my, my Batgirl tattoo is that costume. It's that one. Gotcha. Yeah. But the most important one was finally Catman. Yes. Oh, I love Catman. And it was a good Catman figure. It was exactly what it should have been. So well, he's, he's the standout of these two waves to me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that Golden Age Bat- I mean, uh, Batman is, is great as well. And that, that's the one I was talking about before that's standing back there with the Golden Age Robin. So that makes sense. No. Oh. Uh, and then we get oh, the superpowers wave. Boy, uh, some people were so mad about this wave. I love it. I think it's great. You get Samurai, Black Vulcan, El Dorado, and the Apache Chief Collect and Connect figure. I just adored that all of that was in one set. And then on top of that, you get a great toy man. Yep. And Captain Boomerang, uh, back when he still had Captain in his name. And Bronze Tiger, which is, again, I th- I think one of the standout figures of the whole line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Bronze Tiger figure is amazing. Yeah, I like the Superpowers wave. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you know, we what's weird about it is it came out the year before this was the big anniversary of Superpowers. And then the next year we waited until August to put this wave out. Well, that's that's very Mattel. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is a great wave. Apache Chief, you know, obviously with a lot of these collecting Connect figures, we wish they were bigger. But standing on the shelf, he looks good. He's he's towering over everybody else. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool figure to have. And, you know, what's nice about it is when you look at your shelves, most of the Connect and collect figures were villains. And so it was always good when they could find a hero figure to put in yeah. because there aren't too many of them. Yeah, that's a good point. You've got Kilowog and him and Yeah, later you get Stripe. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, actually next. Yeah. Good good segue because that is our next collecting connect figure is Stripe. Now, I understand that cuz I I don't have this one. I don't I don't think I've got anybody from... No, I've got Sandman. Yeah, this is the GSA wave. JSA wave. Do I have Stargirl up there? Yeah, I've got Stargirl. I've got Sandman. Um, I don't have that Adam. I don't have that Hawkman. Or do I? Uh, he's They're on the very top of my shelf, so I can't tell if I've got Hawkman or not. Uh, no, I don't have Cobra, though. Yeah. And I definitely don't have Magog. 
I've got this. Well, of course I have this wave, but I've got it. <laughs> I think it's a good wave. I'm a, you know, at the time especially, I was real into JSA, so I was glad to get them. Um, I'm probably one of the few people I like Magog as a character. Um, he makes sense. I mean, look, I he's great in the context of the story. I just don't need a figure of the guy. Yeah, and you know, when he came to JSA during Jeff Johns' run for a little while, I kind of like how they used him. Um, so he was one I wasn't too mad about. You know, GA Sandman, I feel like we haven't talked about this a lot, and maybe it starts happening soon, but he is on the suit body. Um, if you collected DC Universe, you know Mattel loves this suit body, and they use it whenever they can. Um and it used to be a running joke about it. Yeah. I'm suit body. Yeah. How have we not? I guess maybe Infinite Earths is where it really I think Because we're almost done. Yeah. I think Infinite Earths, it started increasing. I mean, who else is on it? I think Question is on part of it. Question is on it. Like, mm-hmm. they, they've... We, we've had a couple, but it's it's not as, so far anyway, it's not as widespread as I think we sort of thought of it as being. Well, and now I'm looking at a Joker right now that has it. Suit body. Similar, similar suit body. Yeah, but I think that also shows, like, there was a lot of reuse in this line, but the suit body made it painfully obvious when they used it. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, our exclusives for the year. We have the Crime Syndicate five pack, another Walmart exclusive five pack, uh, and another one that I mean, I I wasn't even going to buy this, but again, I got it dirt cheap. I want to say I paid like fifteen bucks for it or something. Yeah, I think that's why I paid for it. Um, it's it's great. It's a great set. I didn't need it, but for that price, how can I pass it up? Yep, I think they you know they they look they did a good job with it. Uh, there is a Toys R Us exclusive Captain Marvel and Black Adam two-pack. Uh, then the Mad Love two-pack that I had mentioned before that I, on the one hand, I wish I hadn't sold, but I can't be mad at myself for getting like 200 bucks for it. Uh, the San Diego Comic-Con Swamp Thing that we mentioned earlier that I haven't touched recently, and I wonder if it's decomposing. Mine doesn't look like it is. but It looks fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's way too big. Yeah, and it's made of the weird rubber material. and The design, a, if, if it doesn't break down over the years, it's a fantastic design because the armature is under that rubbery skin. Uh, I think the hip joints are the only ones you can see. Yeah. Well, and the neck, but I mean, that's negligible or whatever. Um, but it looks amazing. Yeah. And came with the great little unmen, or the attendee mm-hmm. version did. Yep. Uh, but then... I know you've been chomping at the bit to get to this one. Tell us about the most unbelievable box set of action figures of all time. It's amazing. (laughs) So in October, Maddie Collector put out a Legion of Superheroes 12-pack. Technically a 13-pack, if you want to count Invisible Kid. Um, (laughs) I got it for my birthday. I would have never probably bought this for myself, but it is amazing. Um, it's again, it's one, one of the other ones that I've never opened because of the packaging um, is in the tower. You open it up and all the figures are in individual slots. It opens like an accordion. Um, it came with a gold Legion ring. It's the only way to get Superboy. 
Uh, it has a slot for Invisible Kid, which is hilarious, um, like an empty slot. And just all the figures in it look great. Like, I love owning this thing. It's one of my favorite toys I own, or I guess collections I own. Um, but yeah, it's a big, like, you know, when people look at your toys, like, it's a big attention getter on the shelf. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, they look great. I, I have no attachment to the Legion whatsoever, so I, I certainly wasn't going to invest in this one. Uh, and and my, do you remember what the price was on it? I do not, because I would have never probably bought this on my own. <laughs> it would, I mean, if, if this came out now, it would be at least $200. Oh, more than that probably, right? I it's, mean, um, I bet it'd be 300 And 12 figures at... 20 bucks a piece it's 260 plus a ring plus the package maybe 250 well you have to consider colossal boys a connecting a collecting connect figure mm-hmm. so if the figures are 20 bucks a piece you've technically got 11 figures so 220 dollars um yeah you're right they the for the packaging and everything it probably would it'd be like 250 i bet yeah it'd be so, yeah but it's it's awesome like, yeah it's it's like, definitely Something to be proud of if you've got it. Yeah, and definitely shout out to show contributor Jay, who got my wife to buy this for me for my birthday when he <laughs> ordered his own, <laughs> which is how I got it. And that brings us to the final year of DC Universe Classics. As I said, uh, the line continued on Club Infinite Earths, but we're going to have to save that for another episode or another installment. Uh, and and honestly, I kind of hate to end. Well, no, you know what? This is this wave. There's wave twenty uh, that hit early 2012. Uh, wave twenty one uh, in August, and then Batman Legacy wave three. Uh, there there's some gems in here. There's some really cool things that I'm there happy are. to have in my collection. We got another Sinestro core Sinestro that is the you know the He's the the taller version. He looks really good. Uh, Flash, the White Lantern Flash, eh. That's, yeah. that's a pass for me. I didn't bother with that one. Uh, then Reverse Flash, which it's actually, no, excuse me, it's actually kind of surprising he took that long to come out. It really is. Because he's so easy. I mean, he's just a redeco. And they did change the face sculpt a little bit, but... Uh, and then we get Hawk and Dove, which look great. Yeah, yeah now, they're two upfront characters. Were you? Yeah, I've, they're they're at the front of my shelf as well. Um, do you wish that it had been the uh, I can't remember his name, the other Dove? Hank Hall. Yeah. Um, no, I was okay with these two. Yeah, I was too. Now, now, granted, I discovered Hawk and Dove through the Justice League Unlimited cartoon where it was the male version of Dove. Yeah. But in the comics, it was her at the time. I guess it would have been Brightest Day. Right. Yeah, with Dawn. Yeah. She, yeah, like, and I'm sorry, Hank Hall is Hawk. Um, Dawn, D-O-N. Yeah, right, one. right. Um, no, I'm good with it being Dawn instead of the male one. And they look great. They did a really good job with uh, Hawk's wing thing, whatever it is, cape wing. Mm-hmm. It looks good. It's and it stays up. Um, it hasn't like drooped down like a cape or anything. It looks cool. Uh, and then Green Arrow and Red Arrow that were both 
you know, a modern green arrow is something that was needed. He looks really, really good. Red arrow, uh, you know, I wish he had a mechanical arm, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Is that modern one? I'm trying to look up his packaging. Is that the one that came? I know one of them had better arrows. It might be the original one. Oh, no, I feel like the modern one is the one that had the the abundance of arrows. Was it? I <laughs> think so. Um, let's see. Oh, no, actually... You know what? You might be right. It might have been the original one. I know the original one came with the boxing glove. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is the one that came with just the one arrow that was, like, yeah. attached to the crappy bow. Yeah, it definitely is. And actually, did I even buy this one? Because I'm looking at my shelf, and it's the the original one. Huh. Yeah, the original one is definitely a better figure than yeah, the Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I had Necron at the time, so yeah, Bye. I don't. I've got pieces of Necron, but I don't have the whole thing. Uh, but he looks great. He looks like he should look. He's creepy. He's got his big exposed heart, all his chains and shit. Yeah, he's good. Wasn't he missing something though? Was yes, it? he doesn't have the um the what's it called the scythe. Oh my god, I can't word right now. They um, didn't make the scythe. No, he does not come Because he was side. pictured with it, and then they didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Then it just didn't come out. Right. Wow. Yeah, people were uh, real pissed about that. It's funny. I remember being so mad about this line all the time, but as we've gone back and looked at it, like, I, I barely even remember the problems we had with most of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Parts of this line were infuriating. Yeah. But but I it's I've I guess it's good and we've got more good memories than bad. Mm-hmm. Uh Batman Legacy Wave Three's uh, first appearance Batman, which is a design I've never been interested in in any but, way. Yeah. Um but a Silver Age Catwoman, which I love and I, I do have on the shelf. Yep. And then the final wave. Oh, that, here comes the end. Yeah, and and boy, did we go out with a a wet thud. Uh, DC new. Is this new fifty two? Yep. New oh, fifty two. So, okay, so new fifty two versions of Batman and Superman. Uh, you know, whatever. I've got the Batman, and it's the new fifty two Batman. Uh, minus all the seams and shit on his costume, I think. And then Red Robin, which I've never been a fan of that design, so I didn't bother with that one. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Superboy Prime? Oh, Superboy Prime. You know, it really is the perfect figure to end the line on. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It just is, because it's so divisive. And he's in his armor from that... Oh, God, what is that crossover? Uh... You know, where he's the bad guy and he punches the stupid wall. It, it's not... <laughs> no, it's not Final Crisis. Um, it's one I, of them. Is it I, Infinite Crisis? Infinite Crisis. Yeah. I think. Oh, Where he punched the dumb wall and changed everything. Ugh. And turned into this whiny little brat and everybody died. <laughs> now, I will say the figure actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the figure-wise, it's a great figure. For sure. Yeah, but it, it really was quite the way to end the line. Um, 
you know, supposedly what was the original plan was they were going to stop connect the connect and collect, and it was just going to move to an all star line. Right. Um, but then the subscription started and everything changed. Um, but yeah, it's it is quite the figure to end it on. Uh, and I think what's crazy at the time, I mean, looking back when Wave Twenty One came out, Club Infinite Earth had not been announced. And it really looked like that was it. Um, and there were teams unfinished and a lot of stuff missing. But, yeah, it was not the best time to go out or the best years to go out on. No, no, not at all. But we're going to end this on a positive note. Uh, we are going to run down just a few key things looking back at the line and like i said i'm i'm really surprised i thought i thought we would have a lot more negative things to say than we did yeah but as we said at the beginning of the episode looking at this collection on your shelves it's impressive it's amazing they all aesthetically work together which you can't even say about marvel legends well and i'll say one crazy thing about it even with mcfarlane putting out all these new toys like Whereas Marvel Legends, I feel like the constant need to upgrade, these I don't. Like these are am, they they're truly classics. Yeah, I'm totally content with this line and how it looks. Are there some I wish they had done? Absolutely. But as a line, I never look at these and say, Man, these haven't aged well or man, I would need upgrades of these. Well, and that brings us to um to, to wrap this up, I got some some questions. Uh, who did they miss? If you could magically conjure up one figure to add to this line, who would it be? Ragdoll. Oh, nice. Yeah, Ragdoll is. I mean, outside of uh, Janet and Scandal from Secret Six, who were you know a little less known. Ragdoll is really the one I wanted that I never got. I, what about you? I uh, we, and we got one in superheroes, but she's a little weird aesthetically. I wish we had gotten uh, Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Yeah, sort of updated to the aesthetics of the classics line. Yeah, uh, and and with you know if they had to do a variant for an unmasked head, then then sure. But maybe if she came later in the line, like Bronze Tiger, we could have just gotten interchangeable heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would really like to have a good one of her to go with this line. Uh, who? I don't necessarily want to say who's the worst figure, but who could really use an upgrade or a better figure? And I guess I kind of answered that question as well. Um. Probably Beast Boy um, or Starfire. Uh, the Starfire figure doesn't. You know, I say they've all aged well. The Starfire hasn't hasn't really. The joints are off on it. She has a hard time standing. I think they could have done a better Starfire. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you on that one actually because I, I this one I had a little trouble with. Uh, I put down we need a better Damian Robin, but they never did a Damian Robin as part of the classics line. Right. So that's not really a good answer for that. Although I still I still <laughs> you know, would like to have a child sized Damian Robin. 
You don't like the weird buff midget we got? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, are there? So you said you've got every single one of these. I uh, minus some of like the variants. I didn't like when I pick and chose which are there, ones. But are there any that stand out that you're like, oh, I wish I had that variant? Um. Not really. I can't think of any I don't have that I wish I had. I, I've my my list, my little list of of if I find these and I can afford them, or, or they fit what I think I should pay for them, I would get them. Is Solomon Grundy? I mean, that's the a number one. Like yeah, out of nice. out of all my action figure lines, he is a big big need. Uh, Etrigan, Killer Moth, uh, Mister Miracle. Shazam, and I don't care which Shazam because I think they did three different releases and they're all pretty much the same. Uh, I Lobo, if he's that big, I don't necessarily want that Lobo, but I never even saw the DC Multiverse Lobo, like any of that wave at all. Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I'd like to have a Superpowers Parademon, a Superpowers Steppenwolf, and uh, Ultra Humanite. Those are the ones that I like uh, there are more than that that I don't have, but those are the ones I feel I really need to complete this thing. Yeah, those are all good ones. So here's here's a tough one for you. Best figure of the whole line. This is actually not hard for me. Oh wow! Gentleman Ghost is the best figure they put out. Wow. He, I think, was rare for a reason. Um. If you've never he's, seen he's him, he's a suit in, figure. He's not on that suit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you've never seen him in person, the way that they did—he does not have a head, right? And right. they use the collar and the top hat and the monocle. And the monocle. He's even got the monocle. It's so good. And the body itself is hollowed out, so it looks like it's it's translucent plastic with a white paint job. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, you know, he is worth all the hype he gets. Uh, he's It's a great figure, but my, my pick is Deathstroke. Yeah, he's probably a close second. I mean, um, that that one is just amazing. And honestly, I could say Deadshot is, is, is as satisfying to me, but that Deathstroke, man, uh, they they... I feel like they did everything they possibly could with that figure. It, it's them going above and beyond their normal. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at him. He's got some white film on him, too. <laughs> Need to clean these things. Uh, best wave? Uh, wave 9. Yep. The chemo wave. I agree. Same here. Uh, best box set? Oh, Legion of Superheroes, totally. And oddly enough, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, as much as I like the Gotham and the Green Lantern box sets, that, that Legion of Superheroes set is something really, really special. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even speak against that. Like I said, like, there's a few things. Like, when you have a collection, you, know, you always have, like, your major Hallmark pieces. So, like, you know, Black Series, TIE Fighter, some of the Mezcos. But, like, that's definitely, like, a statement piece yeah that i mean that transcends the line really yeah that, that is that becomes more than just action figures and is like nerd collectible yep uh best two pack oh uh, two pack i'll 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 start with this one because my original choice was that mad love two pack yeah and i do think great but i'm going to change it oh 
to the oh gosh i don't know which one to go with okay so the booster and blue beetle the blue and gold two pack is legendary it's great it was the easy way to get both of those characters that you have to have both of them but the animal man buona beast two pack is also incredible yeah that's where i was going Mm, gosh i've i've got to go with blue and gold See, I think I'm going to go Bonnie Beast Animal Man. But I got Blue and Gold in the regular release. So. Well, and you know what? You're right. Animal Man and Bonnie Beast is the best because that's the only way you could get them. Yeah. Uh, okay, there we go. Yeah, we're agreed. And then finally, the, the hallmark of the line, something that they did, I think, better than anybody else, uh, for the most part, uh, the best collecting connect figure. Oh, Kemo, hands down. Yep, I agree with you on that as well. I just, I mean, that, like I said, that's what hooked me into the line. That one figure is why I have five shelves of these guys across the room from me right now. Yeah, I, had I to think, have I mean, Grundy and Grodd and Giganta are probably better than anything. Well, and that's the thing. Marvel that Legends did. Going. The, and Kilowog and Bane. Yeah. And Arkillo, like, they're all so good. Right. Well, and what's so crazy about Kimo is he's a hollow figure. Yes. He's essentially a rotocast hollow figure. Well, he's, I mean, he, you know, he's he's got tons of articulation. He he yeah. looks, they they just aesthetically, they he's got the bubbles inside of him and stuff. They just killed it. He's incredible. Oh, yeah. He, he is one of my favorite pieces of my entire collection. Yeah, he's wonderful. Well, Ryan, we got to wrap it up. That's it. We'll come back and uh, cover Club Infinite Earths another time. Thanks for coming on and taking a trip down uh, toy memory lane and looking at this amazing feat. Uh, and, and I think we have to acknowledge Scott Knightlick, Toy Guru, for being the the willpower behind this line, much like he was with Masters of the Universe Classics. That poor guy took so much shit online. Some of it maybe a little deserved, most of it not. But uh, truly a legend in the toy industry. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. And uh, we'll, yeah, we, with all this time we're going to have <laughs> being at home, we'll, we'll get that Infinite Earths knocked out <laughs> sometime real soon. Yeah, get ready. Uh, just another plug. We'll be recording two episodes of execute chapter 66 this week alone so <laughs> gonna be a lot of stuff for the people at home to listen to <laughs> i got nothing but time to read books and look at toys and talk about it <laughs> well thanks for coming on man we'll talk to you soon all right so i was recording the intro and i was noticing that my little squiggly lines that indicate my voice were uh, smaller than they normally are. And if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you might remember a couple of years ago where I kept having issues with my stupid computer. For some reason, every once in a while, my microphone level would be adjusted down to like 85. And I went and looked, and sure enough, the thing was sitting at 84. I never touched that at all. I don't know what happened. Well... I recorded a podcast earlier today with someone else for for somebody else's show, and I used a new program called Zoom. Well, I guess it's not new. It's new to me. Uh, I've just never used it before, and I don't know if maybe that messed it up or something, but I went back and fixed it to 100, so now you're hearing me at maximum volume. 
that episode was a whole lot of fun. I think more toy retrospectives could be in the immediate future. And I got to say, that drove me to really take stock of my DC Universe Classics collection. And those figures that I mentioned to Ryan while we were recording, I think I need to get them. And some of them are pretty pricey, but I'm itchy. I need those in my collection. And uh, next week, you'll hear about a Holy Grail piece that I finally bit the bullet and uh, just went ahead and bought. And boy, well, you'll just have to wait till next week to find out what that is. Uh, As I said, I hope you're all safe. I hope you're doing your best. I hope you're getting by. I hope you're finding media, podcasts, TV shows, streaming stuff, whatever, whatever it is you need to get by. Just do your best to stay sane. Take care of your family. Uh, stay in touch with your friends, even if it's via Skype, even if it's via Facebook Messenger. Uh, we got to stick this one out. I think we'll be okay. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.